Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at, at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see See what music does to people. It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Ah, oh, yes, it's time for high tea here on Fox Sports Radio. We're live. No, I won't do that the whole day, I promise. Super annoying. Live Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Geico.com for a free rate quote. Let me try to explain something right out of the gate that I noticed. I want, I'm always wanting, I want men and women to understand one another a little bit better, right? Togetherness. I want everyone to make have it all make sense. So you know, um, and I don't want to make it all about just you know some women are huge sports fans, sure, and some guys are not. But by and large, you know how guys get when you wake up and it's like an NFL Sunday. Your team's got a division rival in town. It's game day. Yes, you're excited. Yes, you want beer. 
You want food. You want to sit down and escape into a world that you sort of wish, and I'm letting you know because you used to be in it, but for those of us who aren't good enough athletically to play at that level, you want to see images that make you escape into a world that you wish you actually could be part of, and it's magical, and you want to stay there, and it creates memories, and it's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Sports is an ultimate form of uh, entertainment because what it offers is a connection to something you can do just not as well. Like, I mean, when you're watching football, when you're watching baseball, basketball, hockey, whatever it may be, whatever your personal proclivities lead you toward, it's usually because you played a lot of that sport growing up and you idolize some of the people who could do it better than you. So there's a connection there that that you feel community among other former athletes at some level who just go, look at these guys. So guys, that's what your wife was doing this morning when the royal wedding came on. Oh, I just want everyone to understand <laughs> because guys wake yeah. up today and they're like, what the hell is everybody so – why are – why are all of the women wearing hats? <laughs> we don't even live in that country. Like, what is going on? Why is this so special? I mean. I woke up today and I said to Annie, first thing I was, said to was her. Was she watching the royal wedding? Well, no. She, like, no. I mean, I had no idea she knows like, so much about it. But I go, who the hell is Meghan Markle? <laughs> and she goes. She's an actress. Yeah, well, yeah. She she's goes. She's a really great actress. She was on Suits. I don't know about really yeah. great. I don't know anything no, about she's her. she's a good actress. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you know, look. She goes. She was on a show called Suits. Uh, she's marrying Prince Harry, who apparently, I don't know, is a wild man <laughs> or some nonsense. He was. He was back in the day. And, uh, it's a beautiful love story. It actually really is. I'm really happy for them. <laughs> I really am, I guess. I don't know. I just know. want people to understand. Uh, is this where you say thoughts and prayers? No, I don't like it. This, no, this is, yeah. Is, I, like, like, I mean, because I hear that all the time. Like, I mean, I, royal wedding, I couldn't be further away from right. what's going you're on. you're a dude's dude. I guess. But I, I, for ladies, that's what this morning was. Set the alarm at 4 a.m., wake up, and watch live. What to you would be like, the Patriots are playing the Steelers in London, and it kicks off at 4 a.m. <laughs> oh, I'm going to get up early, and yes, it makes sense to have a beer at 4 in the morning because I'm watching Patriots. That's what this is. This is escaping reality into a world that you sort of wish you could be a part of, but you can't. Like, it's every girl's dream. I just, I saw that this morning. I, I turned on the TV when I woke up. I couldn't find a channel that wasn't covering this. No, I know. And yeah, people yeah. are just, it's been over for hours, and people are just talking about it and talking about it and talking about it. And I'm like, oh, this is what women think when we're doing this on an NFL Sunday. Like, the game's been over for four hours, and people, and here, you know, tonight, right, right? Chuck and Shaq, and we'll talk about this for oh, yeah. three hours. Yeah. LeBron did this, LeBron did that. And then and people was, will talk about what people talked about. That's like, right. Then the next story comes Sunday morning, and be like, did you see what Chuck and Shaq did? Right. And it's going to be like, that's right. right. You know, but it's true. Yeah, that is a good comparison. So you sit there with your jaw on the floor like, wow, Chuck says that you can't win a title shooting threes. And your wife might walk in and just be like, well, who cares? Right. Well, so right. now the tables are turned. So I would like every guy in America who thought that that was just a ridiculous exercise today 
to understand that maybe, maybe, just maybe for your lady, yeah, that was Pat Steelers at four in the morning. It could have been. It really honestly could have been. And I'm really happy it only happens like once every decade. <laughs> that's, because that's about it because, for another generation, actually. Yeah, yeah. That's a wrap. I, I mean, we're, we're all now set. we gotta wait for William's kids. We're I mean, it's still on like you said, it oh, we're watching still, stuff to I mean so but but long story short here, I think I think what, what we've experienced is really uh news outlets, including sporting outlets, because I saw this on on one of the channels when I was when I was getting ready this morning. Um we can return to business as usual because the NBA has finally decided, all right, you know what? Yeah, all right, let's let's go and have another playoff game. Like, what the hell just happened? Well, what do you want him to do? I, I know that it felt like uh, the all-star break in May, which it, we're not used to. No. Super frustrating for sports fans this week. Yeah, what just Really happened? frustrating. The all-star break happened, except yeah. it's not the all-star it's not, break. Oh, there's no we're all-star. Gonna, we're, we're just in the middle of uh, you know, Celtics, uh, Cavs, and uh, Warriors Houston. Okay, what? but if you if you just, if you didn't do travel days, and I know, I know, oh, poor babies. You could get from Houston to the Bay Area in two days. I know you can. Yeah, I mean this isn't the Oregon Trail. No, but this is this is the this is the way it works as the NBA effectively, like we have in the past complimented them for this. General Kerr reporting <laughs> back. We're making uh, our pass through through Do- the Donner Pass. That's right. Yeah, the, the Pony Express is just <laughs> getting through Nevada right now. They'll be there by tomorrow. But We've complimented the NBA and the NFL for how they take baseball season. They take it away from them. Oh, yeah, yeah. And they stay more relevant than baseball does in the middle of baseball season. Well, how do you do that? Well, you have the finals go until late June. Well, I mean, it is mid-May, and we are still a solid month away from the final answer. To me— This could be over in a week and a half if we wanted it to be. It, well, it could, I, and I, I don't mind delaying gratification. However, I will say this. When you have a couple of days to digest what you've just witnessed, um, it's not great as far as, like, my warrior boredom is concerned. Okay. So I have this this huge issue with the way— uh, the the NBA has a, has a situation. I mean, it may just affect me. Others can probably weigh in on this too. But my issue is the Warriors are very, very good. In fact, they could be the best team we've ever seen assembled in the NBA by the time this story has a punctuation after it. I watched their first two games, and I saw a team that was composed and seemingly bored come the end of game in game one, and then a team that looked erratic, that fought their butts off, but two of their stars looked complacent towards the end of the game. Steph and who was the other one? Clay. Yeah. I, well, I did I did I didn't I didn't like so the vibe three, I got. So, so three point shooters do that though. Like the Warriors had a bad game and it, it's a fascinating dynamic. You've danced in the area code of this, but others have gone straight out and said it. I saw I think it was Julian Edelman who said this last year when the Kevin Durant Warriors won the title. Okay. He goes, Well, that wasn't even fair. And I'm going to well, hold on. Fair? Well, yeah, I don't care about fair? that. No, no, no. We let Alabama play the Citadel on Thanksgiving. We let them do that. Yeah, but, yeah, that, that sports it, aren't fair. No, They're not supposed but, to be right, fair. This is a capitalist society. The idea is go out and do the best job that you possibly can. And so uh, there, there is no, there and, is no and, fair. And with the, the prerequisite 
stay within the rules of the game, and they have. 100%. I mean, they're paying luxury taxes and things like that, and they've gone beyond the cap a couple times, sure. But but the reality is the Warriors haven't done anything except you know below board. This is this has just been an exceptional uh, opportunity to gather stars and have them play well together. So what bores you about that? It's beautiful basketball. Uh, yeah, I'm not here for beautiful basketball. You're I'm not? here to watch terrific competition. Like when I go to a sporting event and it feels like it's over by the sixth inning, I'm starting to think, hmm. Should I beat traffic? Yeah, yeah. I think after the okay. seventh inning stretch, I'm going to hit but, the car. But you play for the Patriots. Yes. Play for the Patriots. Yes. You know, if you go up 28-3. to three, I promise you I was bored watching the second half of those games until I got called in to relieve a starter. I'd be like, all right. <laughs> oh, so like, you, were, but you didn't like blowouts because you had to go into the game no, and start no, banging I your loved, head against I, people. I loved playing. No. no, no. And when I became a starter, honestly, when we were blowing out teams, right. I would be looking towards the sideline like, where's my replacement? Like, we're done with these cats. And I could see the stands emptying, and I understood why. Like, sport, to okay. me, is only as good as as, as as the excitement it's delivering on a minute-by-minute basis. But here's why I find this. And 877-99 on Fox is the number. We'd love your input. Here's why I find this fascinating. We're having this conversation now about Golden State. Yeah. In a series that is tied 1-1. Yep. And the game that bothered you was a four-point game with six minutes to go. I didn't find it to be a blowout at all. Look, they were in control. That, they the, looked like the better team. That, but, but what's wrong with that? Hang on a second. That that that's not telling the whole story it's because not? yeah, no, because that that margin was it varied throughout the game. But they always had the upper hand. But you didn't. Go, I know, well, not oh, once. This thing is I, over. No, let's not, go home. Not once was I thinking Warriors are going to lose this game. I mean, truly, uh, in but order to, for it, me to be entertained, I need to feel like it felt like, and I described this last weekend, it felt like I was watching somebody, older brother, hold their kid brother by the forehead and watch him swing. Okay. The second game took on a whole new tone. Yeah, and I Rockets honestly, blew the Warriors out in game two much more than the Warriors blew the Rockets out in game one. And I'm not digging that either, Mark, okay. because to me, well, it felt the, like they took their foot off the gas pedal because they chalked this one up for a loss. And I, I don't dig that attitude. If I'm looking to be entertained, I don't care about fairness. I want to be entertained. And I wasn't through two games in that series so far. Okay, I think what you're tapping into is is not about, as you say, anybody's attitude. I think it's actually a mathematical function, which we can explain coming up next. But let's put it out there to you at 877 on Fox. Are the Warriors beautiful basketball, or are they boring? And R.J. Bell is 15 minutes away as well. Happy Saturday. Mark and Rich, Fox Sports Radio. Morgan Rich, Fox Sports Radio, brought to you by Granger. Products and services you need when you need them. Granger's got your back. Help keep your facility running. Granger for the ones who get it done. 877-99 on Fox. RJ Bell, 10 minutes. Um, the sports betting world is certainly different today than it was when we last sat here. And man, everywhere I go, people are buzzing about what it means. What's next? Where's this going? You have a very interesting question to ask about it. We'll do that in a second. I think what you're tapping into is not that the Warriors are boring or the Rockets are boring or anybody's attitude is off. I think what you're tapping into is how good guys have gotten at shooting threes. I noticed this starting a year or two ago. Even in series that would go six or seven games, 
none of the games or very few of them end up a minute to go and, you know, it's a two-point game. Very rare. The Celtics-Sixers series had that a little bit, but I've noticed most series in the playoffs in the last three, four years, this run for the Warriors where Steph and Clay have kind of led the league to this spot of, like, everybody's got to be amazing with threes. It seems like there's an energy that builds with one team, and they're clicking, and the other one's not. And because of the three ball, if that happens, it's just a blink of an eye. You're down by five, and then you're down by 20. Yeah, and and, and truly that's what happened to the Warriors in game two in Houston. But I think it goes deeper than that, Mark. You know, I was hearing this argument between MJ and LeBron that I feel is it, it bores me to tears. Talk, just talk about a played out argument, like yeah, I, yes. you know. But but the <laughs> one of the new one of the new thoughts was LeBron consistently uh, gets pushed to later games and series in the playoffs and. You know, M- or, or 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 MJ consistently got pushed to later games in the playoffs, and LeBron hasn't. Okay, I mean, I don't know what the hell that means. <laughs> uh, okay. A champion's a champion. Yeah. The ends do justify the means, and um, and and quite frankly, Jordan uh won, won went to six, won six. So I, I mean, you're really chipping at uh pure solid platinum there to to make that argument. But okay, let me let me entertain you with this. Wasn't that, wasn't that impressively entertaining? Wasn't it terrific to see a guy that great strive to have to carry a team? I find LeBron James and this Cavaliers team wildly more entertaining than the Warriors, than the Rockets. I find the Celtics more entertaining than those two other teams in the West. Interesting. I find the Sixers more interesting than those other teams in the West. And I find it's not because of the three ball. Because those teams do that too. Some of them are are doing exceptionally uh, well as well. Uh, just to me, it's the idea of parity. It's the idea of intense competition. It's the idea of seeing a series where you really don't know how it's going to turn out. I felt that way with LeBron against the Pacers, and I do mean LeBron against the Pacers because he he carried them through that he series. He did. He did. No, it was great. I I just it, it's not that I can't vibe at all with what you're saying. However, it does. I do find my mind going to an ironic place of someone who was Tom Brady's teammate and I can tell you who's going to win the AFC East sure. on September 1st every flipping year. Well, I'll tell you from the other side of the curtain. Okay. If I'm if I'm a Golden State Warrior, I'm really happy to blow teams out. I'm not worried about the product. Right. I'm not worried about being entertained or, or being entertained or entertaining anybody. I'm just worried about winning basketball games. When I was a Patriot, I felt the same way. When we were beating the Tennessee Titans to the tune of like 50 to nothing on a, win- a winter day in November uh, years ago now. But regular season game, wildly inconsequential. They weren't very good. We were very good. I wasn't worried about the fan experience. They were cold and watching huh. a shutout for most of the game. I went home that night and slept the sleep of the just. But if I was a fan turning on a Patriots game, oh. I might have turned it off and gone and snowblowed the driveway. Well, the blowouts are part of greatness, and I feel like fans like greatness, and sometimes we don't verbally say we like greatness, but our habits suggest that we do. Every time the Patriots make the Super Bowl, it's two weeks of America saying, I'm sick of the Patriots. No, you're not. The ratings are better when they're there. So I'm sick of Nick Saban. I'm 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 sick of the Warriors. I'm sick of LeBron. Let me ask this sick question: of the Patriots. 
your habits suggest you're not. Yes, yes. The initial tune-in and maybe the overall ratings on broadcast. But I wonder how many people turn off Warrior games because that happens to me a lot. I get to a point where I'm watching Golden State absolutely smash somebody, and it should be a series, a a Rockets regular season game, a Cavaliers regular season game, you know, an upstart Philly team, whatever it may be. And when it gets out of hand, I go, all right, is there baseball on? What else is happening? Maybe I should do the dishes, get an early start on tomorrow's show, whatever it may be. Two years ago, though? Did I feel this way like, two I'm years ago? Like, I'm wondering if you're well, just when, getting no. to a point of fatigue about the two story. Years ago, two years ago, they were on to something great. Uh, toward the end of the regular season, they were on their way to 73, 73 wins. 73 wins. And I love that about sports. They were crushing people. I love how in real time you can watch history be made. So towards the end of the season, that held my interest. Okay. I was entertained by that. That's my goal but is within, to be entertained. But within the games, were you entertained? Not most not, of those games. Like, I remember that year, the famous thought was Steph Curry sat in the fourth quarter. He yeah. sat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The game was over. I, I, and that's usually when I start. When, when I started seeing Livingston come on the court <laughs> and I started seeing JaVale McGee getting time instead of Draymond, I'd be like, eh, you know what? I'm going to go check out and see if there's a royal there was, wedding or something. There, <laughs> there was a Zaza sighting the other night. <laughs> yeah, but Julia, by, yeah, which, by, by the way, for a little son, while, you son, knew was a center, and now that, you just think it's expensive well, men's he was, fragrance. He was a starter at the beginning of the year. <laughs> yeah. My son walked into the room at one point and was like, whoa, Zaza. <laughs> And I'm like, uh, yeah. People were Game's like, over. "What? Didn't he retire two years ago? No, what? no, he did not." What does Zaza smell like? That is a good. That does sound like a Chanel number no. five. Zaza, Pachulia for men. Get it at Macy's. Okay, uh, Chris in Miami. Chris, thank you for calling. What's your thought, guys? How you doing today? What's up? Hey, I think the um, real quick. It's not why I called, but well, your point with the. Uh, with the runs and the teams, I, I don't. I, what I can't understand for the life of me, how is even in the Eastern Conference Finals or even in the the first round, how these teams go on twenty two to four runs? I get it in the regular season. Sacramento is playing, playing, uh, you know, the Warriors or Portland, and a bad team is getting blown out. And there's a, but I cannot for the life of me figure out how Cleveland's playing Boston or Houston's playing. There's got to be something that a coach is seeing his team. Go, uh, uh, the, you know, it's fourteen zero run or sixteen to two run, and you have to be able to stop it. There's I can. No, I, I think I can I answer get, this I one. I, I think I can answer this one for you, Chris. And uh, if you listen closely to the games, and thank you, Chris, for 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 checking in. If you listen all the games on the broadcast, there's an analyst there who was a really good NBA player, sure. like twenty years ago. Yep. Right. It could be a Weber or a Reggie Miller or whatever, and listen to them. Whenever the review comes where they've got to go over and see whether or not a foul was flagrant, every time they'll be like, that's not a flagrant foul. Mm. He breathed on him. In other words, back in my day, that was just part of the possession, shoving and punching and all this as part of the game. The reason I bring that up is it is much harder now to guard people. You can't be physical, and the offensive players have become more skilled. Why do you go on runs like that? When you look at a Curry, a Durant, a Harden, a Paul, a Clay, a LeBron, all of these guys, they're not guardable. Like, it's not guardable. No, not in what? the current set of rules. What? Like, when, when you were able to have a hand on someone's hip right. while they were driving the lane, like you saw so many times, turn on a Jordan highlight, uh, aside from when he crosses someone over and blows their doors off on his way to the hoop, 
he usually had a skilled defender's hand pushing him, widening him out, and he would have to come either under the basket uh, on a baseline drive and do something magnificent in the air to score the ball, or he would, you know, at some point stop his drive and then pull up and hit a mid-range jumper for the score. That part of the game was so much more important back then. And like you said, when you're about a decade or a decade and a half or even two decades removed from the action, it's very difficult to describe what the current player is going through on the court defensively because it's so different. All right, what stops Steph Curry? Just off. Right. It ain't the defense. He's just got to have off. A, He's got to have a chilly night, so, which he did in game two. He was one of eight from right. scoring uh, beyond the arc. So you knew, and this is why I knew this would not be a sweep. Houston is good enough to where those other guys, you know, P.J. Tucker yep. is going to hit his shots. Yep. And when they do that, there's no. I'm sorry, there's no stopping them. The Philadelphia so go on a big run. 76ers, this is a perfect example of what you're talking about. They spent 20 Almost $25 million for one year on J.J. Redick. J.J. Redick. I mean, years ago, that would never happen. No, and they just wanted him to do two things, like be a locker room presence and stand out there on the wing and hit a three. Exactly. Whenever we hand you the hey, ball. Hey, J.J., can you stand in the corner and be automatic, you know, about four of ten times? And he went, pay me and we'll see. Yep. <laughs> and, and and that's exactly what his role was with the Sixers this year. It's a different game. It's a different game. Reggie Miller had to create his three-pointers. Right. Nowadays, it's not that way. R.J. Bell in 60 seconds. The spot-up shooter on this show is a guy who goes by the name of David Gascon. And we've got him standing over on the wing right now. And we're going to throw him the ball. David, shoot it. Short corner three. Yeah, baby. Ow! All <laughs> net. That's what we expect every single time. Man, well, hopefully I can deliver. Yeah. Gentlemen, good uh, good afternoon. Hope Yo, you guys are good. Doing Same well, to you. yeah, Same man. To you. Appreciate it. Excited that sports is returning tonight. Yeah. Well, no, yeah. I, I was I was consumed with the National Hockey League last oh, night. Oh, that's and, right. Uh, oh, I God, about and, that sport and Major League Baseball too. Oh, so you well. didn't, you weren't watching the the Royal Wedding, which I am disappointed. Well, I, I really, yeah, yeah, no, I, I, I can't do both. That's why the NBA <laughs> took last night off. They wanted everyone to go to bed at seven thirty. Yes, so you get up in the middle of the night. And watch uh, Meghan Markle. Yeah, Markle and Harry. That's right. I told the I told the guys in the previous show I, I watch her a lot. I was uh, I'm a fan of Suits. Oh, I, wa- I watch yeah. Suits. So yeah. uh, good, good show. Yeah. Uh, by the way, uh, she is not um, Meghan Markle anymore. She is now the Duchess the of Duchess. Sussex. The Duchess. Okay? That's right. So uh, wow. get it get it right. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. Duchess oh. of Sussex. Will you genuflect to her? Thank you. Oh, yeah. Take a knee. Absolutely. Why not? Why not? Guys, we'll start things off in Major League Baseball. A handful of games going on right now. Indians lead the Astros 3-zip. A little bit of a weather delay in St. Louis, but the Phillies are on top of the Cardinals 5-4. A ball game that just ended on FS1. Now the 1-1 pitch. Pinned to a right-handed hitter. Here it is. And it's swung on. Hit to right center field. Well hit. Hernandez going back at the track. Right to the wall. Grand slam. Chad Pinder has hit it out to right center, and the A's have taken the lead. A's Radio Network, they win it by that score, 5-4. They scored all five runs in the eighth inning when they were down 4-zip to the Blue Jays. Dodgers now leading the nation's capital at 3-1. Ross Stripling done for the day, six innings, nine Ks. Bryce Harper with a base knock. The single was in the first inning. Rockies on top of the Giants, 1-0. Charlie Blackman scored a run in that one. Meanwhile, NBA Eastern Conference Finals continue tonight. Finally, game number three in Cleveland. Cavaliers down that series two games to none. Tip-off time is at 8.30 Eastern. And, gentlemen, great news. There's a quick way you can save money. Switch to Geico. 
Go to Geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you can save 15% or more on your car insurance. Gentlemen, back to the predictable NBA. Oh, oh, <laughs> come on. What? You don't know who's going to win in Cleveland L- tonight. Listen, who do you, you think is going to win the NBA Finals next year? What, next year? Yes. In 2019? Yes. The Warriors. The Warriors. That's who right. did you think was going to win it this year? Yeah, wait a minute. Yeah, yeah. The wait Warriors. Minute. Who do you who do you think's going to win the Super Bowl this year? Uh, I think it's a toss up. Not a toss up. Oh, yeah. well, there's a lot I, of good yeah, teams. Yeah, Philadelphia. I, I like Philadelphia. <laughs> I like the LA Rams. I like your LA Chargers. That's right. Oh, I like the New keep, England Patriots. You keep my name out your mouth. What? Pocket. Why? My LA Chargers. Well, I, wait, Get out of here. Well, I mean, you're based no, in LA. Stop. So. I, I, come on. <laughs> we're, we're live in the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. It's easy to say 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800 947 Auto. The only hard part, figuring out. Which way is easier? Okay, RJ Bell, pregame.com, straight out of Vegas, Friday, Saturday nights, right here on Fox Sports Radio, and a very interesting Twitter follow, especially when there's news like there was this week at RJ in Vegas. RJ, I wonder, you know, you've been talking about this. We've been talking to you about this for months, but now it's real. And so I wonder what has sort of filtered down to you over the last week about what's going to happen next. Are there any surprises in your mind about how sports leagues are handling this, how specific states are handling this? What happens next? I was surprised, and here's how. You know, if you're in a bubble, and I've been in Vegas 20 years, everyone I talk to pretty much, especially in a business sense, uh, very accepting of sports betting. And to me, it was like, yeah, it was a – uh, you know, somewhat gray area can people bet, but it wasn't stopping me from being on with Colin Cowherd. wasn't stopping me from doing X, Y, or Z. But I tell you, Monday when the Supreme Court came down, the amount of people who got interested all of a sudden, I was on NPR, I was on CNBC, and the idea, CNBC wasn't doing hits last week on sports betting in the market. Why? Because it was illegal even though we could kind of dance around that. So surprise number one for me was how much of a step forward I think this is it, This is for the industry. And to me, obviously, this is the industry, as you know, Mark, I've chosen. So I have some self-interest in that. But I also think the following is uh, the, recreation is, is one of the great joys of life. The theory is you work hard and then you get to have some fun. And... The idea of betting on sports, let's just say you bet three games a weekend for 100 bucks a game. Uh, now, that's not small, right? 100 bucks on three games. Your theoretical loss, meaning if you just flipped a coin and had no edge, is only about $15 a week. So, literally, you could go to two movies with a significant other a month and have no popcorn, no soda, no candy. <laughs> well, that, that, by the way, that's not going to the movies. Exactly. I mean, so, come on. <laughs> or you can go once a month and get yourself some popcorn and candy, or you can bet three games a weekend for 100 bucks each. Doesn't mean that's the only viable answer. I love movies. But, boy, someone who wants that to be part of the recreation, the idea of them having the freedom to do that, to me, that feels very American. What's your best guess? You know, as as we move forward and we know that bills will be passed and some of these states will legalize sports betting, 
What's what's your best guess as far as leagues go, as far as specific sports teams that they'll introduce this to their fan base? How how will how will we see specific leagues and teams do that? Great question. Uh, I think it's going to be something where when the NFL takes the lead in the NBA, uh, I think those are the two. Uh, obviously, the NFL is biggest right now. NBA has the best trend line, so both of them are, I think, very open. I mean, Silver has been more at the forefront. I mean, it's been like three and a half years he wrote a really important op-ed in the New York Times saying, hey, listen, if we're doing daily fantasy, the idea is saying, hey, betting on how many uh, yards this guy gains, that's okay. But betting on how many points his team scores isn't. Right. I mean, that was a hypocrisy that was too much to bear. And... I'll tell you this, and I was actually on Colin's show about a year ago, when the, maybe a little bit longer, when the Raiders came on board to move to Vegas. And I said something on that show that turned out to be very prescient, which was if the NFL really wanted to fight sports betting, they could have made Nevada say, yeah, we want the Raiders here, but we're willing to take them off the board when – they moved to Vegas, as in you can't bet on the Raiders because they're a Nevada team. The NFL didn't even ask for that. To me, that was them understanding that <laughs> this is where things were headed. Yep. And here's the last point. Maybe there's going to be an integrity fee. Uh, to me, I think that it's absurd. I mean, give the NFL credit in a way. Give the league's credit. It takes guts to make a bet, lose a bet, and want to get paid. And that's exactly the last person that did that was Joe Pesci on Casino. Some may remember <laughs> is, I mean, but that's what the NFL did. The NFL said we're against this. I mean, back in 2012 onward, that's how long this case is taken to get to the Supreme Court is they've been on the side of the government, on the side of the prohibition the entire time. As soon as the ruling comes down against them, it's like, great, pay me. Now, maybe that's why they're billionaires. Maybe that audacity is a good thing. I don't know. I do know it's hypocritical. I hope they don't get paid, at least in that regard. Here, though, guys, is where the real money is. And it's a triangle relationship, three parties. The TV networks, the leagues, let's say the NFL specifically in this case, and the bookmakers. Mm. And you're watching the game, and on TV, on your smart TV, which everyone's moving towards, on the right side of the screen, it's got Mark W. as the username. Your balance, you probably got like 30K in there. And it says, will the Raiders or will the Rams get a first down on the next possession? Uh, or on this possession, let's say. And yes is, uh, let's say, minus 220. No is plus 190. You can bet it. Boom, they don't get a first down. You said no. Your $100 bet wins you 190 Those micro bets perpetually throughout the game can only be done with max effectiveness if the league and the networks are involved. That's where the big money is. RJ, just so we are clear, I'm going to probably change my name to like, you know, Bill S or something like that. <laughs> I know it's legal, but I have a wife. So we're, you know, we'll just, you know, we'll, we'll have that right side of the TV say something hey, else if it's okay with you. Listen, I don't want to judge, Mark, but uh, the, 
love and truth go together. Yeah, they do. They do. They do. And they're, you know, I mean, <laughs> you're Bill, like sometimes. Bill, sometimes. No, Bill is a real name. I mean, oh, oh, yeah. you know, oh, yeah, my yeah. grandpa's name was Bill. That's <laughs> just paying homage to uh, to old granddad there. <laughs> you know, RJ, uh, you know, look, I, 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 I heard this idea floated a couple of times, the idea of driving gate at the entrance of arena ballpark stadiums, uh, having some sort of in-game experience where as long as you're in attendance, you can bet, maybe prop bets, live in-game action. This is going to to wash a lot of hands all at once. The revenue generation will be incredible. Right now, it is illegal to have a child in a casino. Will this change the atmosphere at ballparks, at stadiums, at arenas? Could you see a minimum age requirement? Well, no, I don't think so at all because I I think you're – and maybe there's a specific casino that's different, but in Vegas, I don't think there's an exception that children are welcome anytime. It's just got to be accompanied by an adult. They're going to be, uh, you know, obviously watched. So, do they want the kids sitting on your lap when you're gaming? No, <laughs> but you know, kids stay at casinos. Now press the button. Great, great parenting, well, RJ. Yeah. Though that's because they're worried about you know, like these kids helping them cheat. Hey, I listen, listen. I wanted my son to know twelve <laughs> plus nine is twenty-one. That's yeah. yeah that's a this is a math problem, son. I could see the kid going. We're we're counting cars. <laughs> that's right. That's right. We're plus one on the dealer deck, Bob. Oh, listen, there's a little bit of knowledge there. Plus one. <laughs> it, the secret's coming out. That's but, right. But I will say this. I don't think – I think people still think brick and mortar. To me, that exact same phenomenon can happen, except you're looking down at your phone. And and and, and to me, that segues to my last major point. My strong prediction – this is a bold one – is five years from today, when you look at the top couple bookmakers across the country, it will probably be companies that are not yet even formed. And here's why. Hmm. The old school Vegas guys think your ability to be a bookmaker is somehow the key. And the fact of the matter is that that skill set is easy to buy. Right. You can buy that for a reasonable price. You can get a great sportsbook manager for two, three hundred K a year. Now, that's a lot of money, but you're still able to buy it fairly relatively cheap. What isn't cheap is UX, user experience on mobile. The ability of a Facebook, of a Twitter, of the elite apps to make that app experience a good one. That's something that Vegas, the Vegas sportsbooks have no expertise in, but the Facebooks of the world do. I mean, imagine if Facebook, yep. imagine if Verizon decided to get into this business. That's where the real competition is going to be. Yo, boardrooms were hot this week. There's Ooh, no question yeah. about that. Hey, RJ, thank you so much. Great stuff as always. Hey, appreciate it. Guys, our show, 10 o'clock tonight, yes. Pacific time, right here on Fox. There it is, straight out of Vegas, thank 10 you. o'clock tonight, Pacific, Fox Sports Radio, 1 o'clock for all of you who might just be, you know, on your way home from closing time or something Well, like yeah, that. I mean, you watch you a know. little Celtics-Cavs, and then, uh, you know, you tune into yeah. RJ on the way home. That's the way it's going to work. All right. Uh, R.J. Bell on Mark and Rich Fox Sports Radio. Let's get into that a little bit more coming up next. And you can certainly weigh in, 877-99 on Fox. Are you all all right with uh, everybody being on their phone placing bets at the game while uh, six-year-old Timmy is sitting next to you? Fox Sports Radio. So you stopped me. You stopped me this morning. Great news, quick way you can save some money. Switch to Geico. Go to geico.com and in 15 minutes save 15% or more on car insurance. I've spent a lot of time thinking about this Supreme Court ruling this week. And for the most part, what I keep getting to 
while it's not perfect, it's like it's not perfect now. I don't believe there's going to suddenly be a ton of people who are like, oh, now I'm gambling. Right. If you wanted to gamble, you already were. There were plenty of ways to do it. And if you don't want to gamble, the only thing that I think that, or or if you weren't doing it before, this might invite you to be one of the guys that throws nickels around or something just for the, in fact, I'd put myself in that category. I would go to a game now, or if this happens in five years and be like, here, this will be, this will be fun. Um, All right, guys, you know, you're there with some buddies or whatever, you know, 10 bucks. And and let's see what happens here, play to play, and we'll we'll mess around for for two and right, a half because, hours. <clears throat> because you're already there, you're at the event, and then all of a sudden, gambling kind of brought got brought to your attention I, while you were there. I'm a when in Rome guy. Yeah, there you I go. don't like when I'm in Vegas. Sure, we'll we'll toss some stuff around, but I don't do it unless I'm in Vegas, and I haven't been in Vegas in like seven years, so I haven't done a lot of it anytime recently. But I keep coming back to that. Okay, it's not that bad. And I do think sports gambling is less dangerous than other forms of gambling because a blackjack hand takes 30 seconds. A sporting event takes three hours. Uh, a fantasy league takes four months. So I think that, that that's all good. But you said something this morning that made me go, okay, Wait a second. Yeah, one thing that you don't see, like you mentioned, when you go to Vegas, you're you're with your buddies, you're running around the casino, having a great time. It's an adult playground. We all know Vegas. We know it from our many experiences there. Isn't that funny how certain things are just either societal or human experience? We all do it. Everybody attaches certain feelings to Vegas that are pretty much consistent. One thing that's also consistent in that environment, no kids. You don't see any kids on the floor of a casino. And when you do, it's usually odd. Yeah, that was weird that RJ was like, no, they're totally welcome as long as they're accompanied by an adult. I always thought the rule was, and maybe it's changed, uh, if you were a kid in a casino, you had to be getting from point A to point B. I'm almost, in other words, look, I'm with my parents, I'm holding their hand, and they're taking me to a restaurant that's on the other side of the hotel. Right. Not like, hey, I'm watching daddy lose all of my food right. money. Like, I've never seen that. I, I don't think it. <laughs> listen, R, RJ may may be speaking a truth that's available that, sure. that, you know, if you're not gaming, you can be on a casino floor with a child because of, like you said, if point A to point B will take you like a mile walk around a gaming floor as opposed to walking through, okay, walk through. But that is one thing you absolutely do not see at Vegas casino, any casinos, is children. Well, all of a sudden, you have arenas, you have stadiums, you have ballparks, you have the ability to in-game bet live, proposition bets, this at bat, will he strike out, yes or no, five bucks, hurry, the the ticker's winding down, his his entrance song is almost out of gas, he's stepping into the batter's box, oh, sold, okay, so let's see what we got now, what odds are we looking at, the house is going to take their vig. All of a sudden, <laughs> live live sporting events. Daddy, what's a vig? Right. Well, it's the vigorous, son. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, like, so, so live sporting events. Now, I'm not saying they're corrupted by something immoral because I don't feel immoral about gambling because I consider it a form of entertainment. I go to Vegas or Atlantic City or Mohegan Sun in Connecticut with a certain amount of money that I'm earmarking toward entertaining myself with gambling. You're, you're responsible. Well, this is there's a, there's a thousand things in our society where the adult is considered 
you need to be responsible. Uh, right. With yeah, how you the, handle this. Because it's a vice and moderation is key. But I digress on the moral high ground to express just the fact of patronage. I mean, when I go to a casino, not only am I not going to bring my kid, but I'd be dismayed at the sight of seeing a child on a casino floor. Okay, I think I've come to grips with this, though, just in this conversation, and I'll explain why coming up next. You know... What do most of us want, especially here in America at this time? It's tough. It's divisive. There are major issues. Uh, and everybody's di- digging their heels in and, you know, they've got their opinion and no one wants to change it. Okay, that's fine. But what are a lot of us arguing for? We are arguing for the faith and trust of whoever's making decisions that you'll help us when we need it. But wait for us to tell you when we need it. Until then, we'll make the decisions, right? I'm going to make my money, and I'd like to decide what to do with it, not have you decide how much I should do with it, right? So, um, listen, there are some times where that works and sometimes not. That's a very, very broad point. But if we take it to this, what you just brought up, sports betting, everybody's on their phones during games, and how does that look to the kids that are at the game. Well, okay, you made a really good point. And then I started to think about it, and I went, all right, how is this different from what is already possible? You go to a concert right now, and in fact, there are a lot of acts that make you turn your phone in on the way in because the damn people aren't even looking at the stage anymore. Everybody is watching it through their phone. I wouldn't say a lot, but it's because it's a gro- <laughs> it's, it's a growing yes. trend. Right. It, it's something that a couple of artists have done and I think, you know, if you go to a stadium, you're not. But if you're going to see a more intimate setting, a live show, whether it's comedy, whether it's a performer, music performer, yeah, that that's becoming a growing trend. People having riders saying, "I do not play your venue unless you collect right. cell phones at the gate." Or if not, I've I've been to shows where the act will literally speak to the audience. Be like, can anybody like you want to just can we all experience this together? This is kind of fun. This is a moment. Maybe not. Maybe put your phones down for a second. <laughs> like I've I've seen major acts do that. Okay, we're all. I don't want to say all of us. We are many of us addicted to this thing. And here's an example that's already in existence of something where a parent already has to decide how responsible am I going to be in these situations. So in other words, if I take my son to a game in five years and I take my son to games all the time, I think it's on me to not spend that evening on my phone. I can already do that. I can do that now, even like not gambling, but I'm just as bad of a parent if I take my son to the game and spend the whole night on Instagram. Look, what you're talking about is impactful because I think all of us, look, you're talking about legislature. I mean, at a personal level, you are deciding, you're passing rules that you yourself have to follow to set a good example for your base. Yes. Right? So your your kids, your, t- your three kids, like they are learning from mom and dad. You are their whole world for a little while. I mean, they see nothing but the inside of the house and wherever you take them. 
Like, that's it. Or wherever you leave them, you bring them to school and stuff. So you are one of the biggest examples and role setters for these children. So you're legislating yourself. You're you're giving yourself basically TV screen time. You know, that's talked about amongst kids. <laughs> but you're also doing it to yourself. You're legislating yes. how much they're allowing to watch you watch your screen. So I would say this is the same thing. This is the same thing. If I go to a ball game with a couple buddies, I'm okay with this. If I go to the game with my son, I'm not okay with this. And the world might be okay with it, but I'm not. And that's already in play. What is the biggest, the biggest thing in the world right now uh, for kids, millennials, even guys, you know, late 20s, early 30s, and athletes? We hear about it all the time. It's Fortnite. Fortnite is taking over the damn world. It's legal. Yep. I got an 11-year-old son, and he gets mad at me on a daily basis because all of his friends are allowed to play. Well, guess what? Not in our house. Not at this age. You're not there yet, and I don't want that imagery in your head. And all of you listening can have your judgments if you want about me and my wife. Doesn't really bother me one darn bit. That's a decision that we've made for our home and our house. It is legal. It's available. It's on the phone, and we've decided, no, we're not going to do that. Sports betting in a game, it's the exact same thing. It's the exact same decision. Available, legal, some are going to decide A, others are going to decide B. I'm going to make a comparison here. So you ever have a hot tub that you go, you hop into, and all of a sudden you're like, oh, my God, that's way too hot, and you jump out, and it takes time. Like you kind of tow the water, and you're like, yeah, you know what? No, this this temperature setting's just too hot. There's no way I'm getting in this hot tub, and you decide to take a dip in the pool and you leave. Well, to me, that would be the experience bringing your kids with you and bringing them to a casino. Even if what R.J. Bell, who just joined us, was saying is true, that idea of introducing your children to that environment would be jarring. It would be like, I'm not, no, uh, I'll even try it. Not nah, uncomfortable, I'm out. Get in a hot tub that's too cool. And then have it slowly get hot. You may be able to withstand that end result temperature that you couldn't just jump into. And that to me is what's going to happen with this. Is eventually the water will get too hot, but you won't see it coming. But do and, you, and, but, but do you really so, feel like an arena is ever going to look like a casino? I'm not saying it. Well, actually. I'm, I mean, should we fill the arenas with smoke? I'm letting you know. Let, and a dinging sound? I'm letting you know right now. It'll get It'll get close. It'll, really? I think I think potentially it could get – like, depending – look. Like, what will look different than that? You go to a Laker game now, sure. everybody's staring at their phone. Well, okay. So how's that going to – how's it going to look different? I'm not even saying it's the phone vibe. I'm saying I'm saying what's happening on those phones. Yeah, but you're right not now, looking at what other people are doing on their phone. No, no, but I'm just saying the environment. If if ever, if ever there are guys who – I don't know. If, if like, I, I call Kevin Durant, you're at a Warriors game. Yeah. He hits a three – and it's at this innocuous moment of the game, but you have segregated sections of fans who are jumping on their feet and high-fiving over children because they just hit a prop bet because Kevin Durant hit his 7-3 of that game and it had some ridiculous odds attached. All of a sudden, it's changing the environment because if you yourself are legislating whether or not you're betting in-game on Kevin Durant hitting a certain number of threes, you now have to explain to your child, why are these grown men... Uh, why are they cheering like like it's Christmas and they open their favorite toy? That's well, easy. Well, son, uh, they probably have Kevin on their fantasy league. 
In other words, again, I really believe what you're saying. I'm, I'm just the letting you know. The picture you're painting. I'm just letting you know. We're already there. The next step, We're already though, there. The next step, though, is can I do it? You're cr- well, of course that, it is. You know, so like that. That's and my, then we get to the Fortnite conversation. Listen, so I, no, I'm not one of these people. <laughs> you can't. Well, I'm not one of these people who expect others to parent my kids. Right. But I, I am the type of person who will keep my kids from certain environments that I don't see fit to their age demographic. No, that's totally. I'll keep fair. them out of certain movies. I'll keep them from seeing certain things on TV. And if it goes the way we think it's going to go inside of live uh, uh, sports events. Mm-hmm. There's a potentiality of me being like, you know what, not until he's 18. Yeah, so again, buy it, believe it, see your point, think we're already there. Would you take a kid to a Raiders game? No, absolutely not. So we're already there. No, that, already. That's invi- one spe- I would take him to a Cardinals game, an Arizona Cardinals. I'd take okay. him to a Patriots game. I'd take him to a Jets game. The reason why I don't take him to Why uh, would you take him to a Jets game? To punish him? Uh, yeah, like, actually, with you. Well, Jeez. if he's if he's What did he do? Gets bad grades in school. <laughs> Son, you're going in- to the Jets game. I'll tell you what. <laughs> you didn't mow the lawn. This is the second weekend in a row. We're going to MetLife. No, you Dad, little not, jerk. Not the Jets. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Yeah, no, like but truthfully. I do think there's going to be a point of diminishing returns. Hmm. If if sports leagues, if sports teams specifically, arenas, ballparks, stadiums aren't careful, you could change what was once a product that had the younger demographic in okay. mind into something that no longer does. I actually believe, based on what R.J. Bell just told us a little bit ago, it might be, in fact, easier to take him to the stadium than allow you to watch at home. The stadium is going to be hard to really figure out what it is that's going on. Again, it's different than now. You already have people there who are betting. You already have people who are following their fantasy team, and you already have people who are drunk. Um, At home, as RJ said, am I now going to go over to my buddy's house? Hey, let's get the families together. Come over for a barbecue. Game's on. Cool. Are you going to have a bar on the right side of your television, buddy? that has your, your lines and your bets, and when my son walks in and sits down to get a chip and goes, hey, Dad, what's that? Oh, wait a second. Now, that's whoa, a whoa, much, whoa, whoa, whoa. That's a much harder conversation to have. You know those have. scrolling banners around stadiums are going to be having the plus, minus, the odds on bet, the big winners. They you are think? going. Oh, absolutely. They're going to lean into this as much as they possible. But they keep it on the phone. No. I'm, yes, they could. But how do you encourage people to get to the phone or to get to the machines to place the mm-hmm. bets? You advertise the big winners. Uh, Johnny G sitting in Section 208 <laughs> just hit on a prop bet. Kevin Durant, they 30 said, grand on a $5 said, bet. Send, Get busy, people! Send the All arena the host up there. We'd like to. <laughs> we just want to come up here to Section Three Twenty to I congratulate remember, Bob. I remember America's years, newest millionaire. I, I remember years ago. I was watching the movie Basketball. I remember. Listen to this. This was the the inventors or the creators of South Park. They made this ridiculous sport up in their driveway. It caught it caught sponsorship attention. They brought it to the country, and they started naming everything after sponsors. They were the team brought to you by General Motors. They were playing in, uh, you know, these sponsored buildings. At that point, you know, it was still uh, the Meadowlands. It was still, uh, you know, the, the Murph out right. here in San Diego. Right. 
what what is it now in San Diego? It's SDCCU Stadium. Well, what is it out it there in Qualcomm, New York? Qualcomm, and then it was SDCCU. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be a pile of rubble it's, soon. It's, but yeah, it's MetLife Stadium in New York. Yep. It's no longer the Meadowlands. Like it was a farcical depiction of what actually ended up happening a day a decade later. Right. Trust me when I tell you. If this sports betting is legalized on the state level in most or all of the states and these arenas, stadiums, ballparks really start generating revenue, they are going to spin this off into something that that is going to more resemble casinos than it will a sporting environment. I can't say that you're wrong, and I'll explain why next because I've discovered uh, that the NFL in particular has a new addiction it's not a desire. It's not something they do well. It's a flat-out addiction. We'll talk about that next. Fox Sports Radio, Mark and Rich. Progressive's new Home Quote Explorer makes it easier to protect what you love. Just go online, compare quotes, and choose what's right for you. Progressive.com is your home for all things home insurance. Okay, Mark and Rich, Fox Sports Radio. Glad you're with us. If I'm Adam Silver... I'm sitting back today with my feet up on an ottoman and whatever your adult beverage of choice is, Adam, have two. Celebrate. I'll tell you why. The fact that there have not been any NBA games in the last 48 hours has started to take its toll on the people, at least in this room. I'm imagining it's not just the people in this room. Okay, our producer Gavin just told us, I am so desperate for NFL, I just went to NFL Network and turned on a game from two years ago. We're now watching the New York Giants play the Saints. This is when Eli Manning had Odell Beckham, and by the way, he just hit him for a touchdown. That was quite exciting. <laughs> my, my fantasy team is just killing it right now. Yeah, so, uh, so if you have Beckham on your fantasy team, he just scored. Congratulations. I know he was your first-round pick. Uh, the game is going to be tied if the Giants can make this extra point. This is the result of no NBA games the last two days. Unless you're a hockey fan, you're starting to get an empty feeling in your belly about life right about now. Yeah, that, yeah. And I- if I'm Adam Silver, I'm like, oh, that's great. Oh, wait, 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 you're, wait. You're all addicted. You're telling me that bottom of the six the Phillies tying the Cardinals isn't blowing your hair back. I mean, this is a home game for the fight in Phils, for it, crying out loud. It's blowing the hair back of the Cardinals. They just tied it up. They seem very excited. <laughs> the players seem very excited in the dugout. Look at that personality. There's another hit. Well, it's a huge game. Oh, drama. no, yeah, this is in St. Louis. You know, th- here's the funny thing about. <laughs> real, real quick, what place are the Phillies in in the East? What place? Yeah, yeah, what place? What place are the Cardinals? Hey, in? Bah, yeah, bah, bah. Hey, you know, <laughs> are they first? I just got. No, I have my... no idea. Unbelievable. I don't know. The I Cardinals actually... aren't first. The Pirates are, aren't they? I don't. We'll have to check our standings. Who's do, in I the Central? Know... I don't even know. The 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 Phillies though. That was off to a rough start. That new manager who right, I think segue. Yeah. Okay. I can't believe we're you doing that. Who's that guy with the with the hat? No, yeah. Hey, doesn't he wear like you know what everybody else wears? Yeah, no, they're called managers. Okay, the Cardinals are twenty four and eighteen. They're game and a half out of first. They're in third place. The Phillies are twenty five and seventeen. Woo. They are second place, a half game behind your Atlanta Braves. Wow. 
Wow. And yeah. the wow. Dodgers might be relegated to AAA. Well, the Dodgers are having a crap season, <laughs> which I tried to tell everybody. Listen, I believe in signs. When your season starts with poop on the field, you can, listen, I don't. It, a lot of people don't believe in signs, Rich. You're one of them. Yes, correct. Well, you, stop signs yield children crossing. You do not have poop seep onto the field and there's just like, oh, yeah, that was coincidence. Hey, listen. Yeah, that doesn't help. Okay, you've had your injuries, but who hasn't? <laughs> Poop on the field, and it wasn't just like, oh, a random night. It was to end the preseason. It was like, okay, here's the season. What do you all remember from tonight? Well, we left early. There was poop on the field. <laughs> I, did I or did I not say that next day on our radio show? No, you I'm did. like, the Dodgers are going to have a crap season. And listen, I mean, realistically, we've seen this story play out many times over. The championship hangover, whether you win it or you just get there the next year, you could fall prey to thinking that you got one, right? Uh, a, a sense of complacency. I mean, you were just talking about the NBA, this idea of Adam Silver being very progressive, uh, commissioner who has really advanced the league. It's be, it's gaining on the NFL as far as popularity go. It's still not even in the same conversation, but it's getting itself closer to the dance floor at least. And, uh, yeah, I, I do agree with you that he should stir his drink Oof. a couple extra times because it was almost prophetic what he said a couple of years ago in regards to sports betting. And its entrance into professional sports in in a in a more apparent way. No doubt, no doubt. He's got us. He's got the fish hook in the mouth. And speaking of that, so I was thinking about this the other day. Um, you know, a lot of people talk about love or money. It's a conversation you and I had a lot over the last couple of years because the Chargers moved from San Diego to LA. Correct. San Diego loves the Chargers. LA represented money. What do you pick? Um, and you know, so the chargers picked money and I, I often wonder about this and I don't judge cause I've never walked in these shoes. I'm not a billionaire, not yet. And so what would you do if you made a billion? Would you go sit on the beach with a Corona or Dos Equis or Pacifico, whichever one you like, <laughs> or would you try to make another billion? Uh, you know, on the beach, I'd have a margarita. Okay, fine. <laughs> but, as long but, as you say rocks with salt. Oh, yeah, yeah, not, yeah. not that blended junk. I can get down with that, but well, my, my preference is nowadays spicy with rocks and some of the chili salt, which I, I don't know who invented that, but I, I hope Spicy? You want yeah, a spicy, spicy margarita? Spicy margarita. Do you put any contro, uh, the, the contro uh, in there? Whatever you have Orange behind there. Just let's contro. get, let's get wild. Key. Okay, yeah. got it. No, no, and, and whoever made that little pairing, uh, adding <laughs> spicy to the margarita, I hope He's a billionaire somewhere on the beach <laughs> sure with one is. of his inventions. No, here's what I, I would say. Me personally, however I earn that billion dollars, I'd assume I built a company in order to do that. I assume that I be, became a business myself. I'm the entity, right? I'm the driving force. And inherently, that means I have a ton of responsibility. I have people who are relying on me continuing in order to support their families and their livelihoods and their interests and, and pursue their happiness. So I absolutely, if I, if I had made my first billion, I try to make my second. No doubt. But what happens if in the process of then make making your third billion and your fourth billion, your fifth billion, your 20th billion, 
What if then the only way to do that is actually to put those employees at risk? What would you do? Well, I would. Uh, I'd make. I'd make damn sure they were understanding of the risk. Okay, I, like that. That's that. I mean, from and that's look. I mean, and, my morality would step in and say, "Are you doing the right thing for the people who work for you?" And I absolutely would inform them of the risk. I, I, I th- th- there's no question. And and to that point, they are now football players. Obviously, that unlike players in the past, they're very aware of what they're getting into. Uh, in terms of head injury or whatnot. The reason I bring it up is pro football talk is speculating that because of this sports betting rule, uh, it's going to uh, bring back the conversation about an 18-game schedule. Why? Well, because more, 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 more. Yeah, I'm, but loved, in, I'm loved in San Diego, but we can have more. Yeah, uh, we, 16 games is good. 18 is more. The yeah. NFL, to me, is starting to feel the same way my kids do over the holidays because we're a family that celebrates Hanukkah and Christmas and we're a bunch of Aquarians, which means the birthdays are coming up a couple of weeks after that. Right. And they ask for from here to the floor, here's my list. And you put a stack of gifts next to them, and they'll open them up in five seconds flat. And the second they're all open, do they go play with them or do they ask where's the next gift? They ask where's the next gift. And that is unfortunately it's okay because they're nine years old, right? And you're trying but to when teach you're, them, right? Yeah, if yeah, you're yeah. an adult and you're doing that, that's called addiction. Well, hang on, that's a not that's whoa, not whoa, good. Whoa, 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 whoa! I look, it's a business. I I look at it very different. I don't look at businesses as people, and in fact, I think that's a big problem in our society at a certain level when corporations get the the pass that human beings do. Uh, it, it leads to some issues. And so, not getting political here, but let's let's bring this to a rational place. First of all, the 18-game schedule, any way they can get it, they've been trying for the past decade and a half or better. They want to expand the regular season because it does mean more. It's the same reason why baseball expanded their regular season and basketball has expanded their regular season. The issue that football has is the dangers of playing the sport and the right. fact that the union will filibuster that as a negotiating attempt. We may... As you know, I'm a former player, but when I was in the union, uh, I was a rep. And there may be a day where the the current day reps allow for an 18 game schedule. If but you is get, it, if you get more money, yeah, it's gonna not going to be without consolation on the side of the NFL, and they're going to have to meet that middle ground. So, so yes, the 18 game mm. schedule absolutely represents a desire for more. But what do businesses need to thrive? Is money, is resource, and assets. And that is an untapped resource. Adding two more games to an NFL schedule is a resource that will build their asset base. It's just, just it is just, what it is. Right, that's one example. There's so many. And of then them. I'll give if you the, another one to if personalize. The Jaguars it. move to London Let's when there are thirsty it. American cities for football. I think that's greedy. It's you, unnecessary. You were talking about like your kids opening gifts. I'll give yeah. you an example from your life that makes more sense to me in this conversation. Look, you, you, this is public knowledge. You work seven days a week. I do. You have often said on air, if there was an eighth day, I'd work it too. Actually, I already do. I mean, yeah. is, is there yeah. an eight-day work Well, uh, you know that I do seven radio shows a week, and I'm also teaching. Yeah. I also have a podcast. By the way, there, yeah, there are other. There's voiceover. There's, yeah, there's I, business interests all over the place. But by the way, that ain't greed. That's need. But, but ah, yes, because you, Mark Willard, you're a business. I mean, as radio personalities, uh, you, you, you absolutely have to expand your brand. 
get diversified as a portfolio, you know, you're doing that. And to me, I don't look at you as being addicted to money. I see you as expanding a portfolio, and that's very similar to what the NFL is doing. You could probably make a case that I'm addicted to work. Like, if we were in a court of law, I would need a lawyer if someone arrested me for that. Like, I, uh-huh. Okay. All right, Mark and Rich, Plasky in a second. Let's get Gascon in here. Here's another guy that I know is uh, completely willing to work eight days a week. That's true. Uh, if asked, right? I need it. Yeah, let's go. Hey, you listen. It ain't greed, it's need. It I, need a, I might need a T-shirt. But the best thing about it, Mark, is that you mentioned working seven or eight days a week yeah you're not stuck to a damn video game or a cell phone well, or no. a television and keep in mind and i want to make sure america understands this too we don't actually work at all i and i truly do look at it that way i mean you two are my my friends and we come in here and we talk sports not gavin yeah. i uh, well, oh, yeah, yeah. well Ga- gavin gavin, so- gavin yes he, gavin doesn't talk he's, as he's, much on the show but- he's more of a frenemy yeah uh, uh, <laughs> gavin is someone that i keep at arm's length but anyway <laughs> that guy walks the line <laughs> you know i mean like it's it's not like i'm uh, lifting bricks over that's here true. okay that's we're true. we're having a good time that's true that is very true uh we'll start things off in major league baseball you guys are talking about a little bit right now a couple games in the books that includes the Nationals earlier today. Game one of a doubleheader against the lowly Dodger. Randall leading from second. Now the pitch. Drilled into the right field corner is fair. It's going to roll into the corner and Grandall will score. Muncy's on his way to second base with an RBI double. And the Dodgers take a 3-1 to one lead for Muncy, his 11th RBI of the season. They've actually won back-to-back games. No way! <laughs> oh. Hey! They're slowly climbing huh? out of the cellar. Anyways, they beat the Nationals in game one of a doubleheader. 4-1. Ross Ripley had nine strikeouts in six innings. A's came from 4-0 down in the eighth inning to shock the Blue Jays 5-4. Phillies and Cardinals in the seventh tied at five apiece. The Indians at Houston leading by a score of 3-0. Michael Brantley right now has the seventh home run of the season and also is one for two in the affair. Giants came from a couple runs down. They're leading right now over the Rockies 4-3. Brandon Crawford's two for two with a couple of base knocks. NBA regular season, obviously a close, but lots of time to discuss the postseason as we had a couple days off. Game three tonight in Cleveland. Cavaliers looking to get back in this series. They're down two games to none. Tip-off time is at 8.30 Eastern. And good news just for you, Mark Willard. Yeah. Eastern Conference Files in the NHL continues tonight. I'm so fired up. 7.15 Eastern from Tampa Bay. The series is tied. I promise you. I promise you right now. We will watch that game here in this studio until the Cleveland Cavaliers start uh, you at 5.30 an hour be, later. You'll be stuck yeah. in traffic. You know you kidding? get us, Gascon. <laughs> you, hit, you hit us right in the five hole. Sorry. Uh, that was great. That was great stuff. Thank you. Oh, gosh. All right, Dave, thanks. Uh, Mark and Rich, Fox Sports Radio Live, Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. It's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. You get cut off in traffic. And you look at the guy in the car next to you, and you might flip the bird or something. When we do it in the car, it's a completely different reaction than if we were out and about in the world. If someone cuts you off at the grocery store, you don't do that. Because it's an irrational snap reaction. The same way we handle losing in sports, Bill Plaschke, LA Times. There are people talking about Dave Roberts' job. Are you flipping kidding me right now, Bill? That's crazy. That's crazy. Although I wish you could replay Charlie Steiner's call of that Grandall double. It sounded like 
Scully called Kirk Gibbons like he was so surprised. Right. Oh my God, the Dodgers are leading three to one. Well, he knew he knew that they're facing it's Scherzer. You, they're ought to, fa- you ought to replay that. Can you replay that? Yeah, <laughs> Dave. Yeah, Gascon, if you have that at your fingertips, Gascon, you have that. Yeah, if you have that, play it again. Play that again and listen to the surprise in Charlie's voice. This okay, all leading from second. Now the pitch. Drilled into the right field corner is fair. It's going to roll into the corner, and Grandal will score. Muncy's on his way to second base with an RBI double. And the Dodgers take a 3-1 to one lead for Muncy, his 11th RBI of the season. Well, he hasn't used the word lead very much, and yes, so he had, to, he had to, and they're facing Scherzer to tonight, so I think he was like, look, we better have some fun while we can, okay? Dodgers take a 3-1 to one lead. No, yeah, there, there was the call for Robert's jobs is insane. That is absolutely insane. They were, they were within nine innings of a world championship last year, world championship last year. No, the, any fault of this lies in the front office. And the question now is, you know, do they pick, try to fix it for this year or do they pack it in for this year? I mean, that's the thing we're all everybody's watching for now to see how Freeman and Zaidi handle this, this first crisis of their administration. I mean, I think I personally think they've got to go for it. I think they can't. They spend too much money. I think that the, the, the TV deals too is too lousy. The ticket prices are too high. They owe the fans every opportunity to, to try to get another to go back to the playoffs. But the math is, is working against them already. I know they're only like eight games back, but the math is working against them, and they don't look like they're a very good team right now. Not for a fan so, I mean, base. Uh, yeah, that, that sounds panic-inducing, what you just laid out. And I was poking around the times, and this was discussed between you and one of the other writers. Is it time to panic over this season if you're a Dodgers fan? Could you see them, you know, I, you say you don't think it's time, but could you see them doing that, making the decision to sort of pack it in? Yeah, I mean – the guy, my column this week was, I talked to a longtime Dodgers source who knows this team well, and he said that's, that's the smartest route. He wow. said, you know what? He said, just take that. At, at this point, his, his feeling was that they can get, this team is as situated, is good enough to get a wild card. But you get a wild card, you got Kershaw in the wild card game, then what do you have for the, for the, for the first round? He says, is it worth it to mortgage the future for a wild card game? That's the question that he, that, that he thinks the Dodgers are thinking. He thinks, they can sell their fans on basically, you know, tanking but not tanking, p- packing it in, getting ready for next, clearing the decks for next year for Harper and Machado. Sort of like the Lakers have cleared the decks the last five years for nobody they've gotten. So yeah, <laughs> sort of that, sort of that, sort of, sort of that, sort of thing going on. Mark and Rich, Fox Sports Radio, Bill Plasky, L.A. Times, joining us. Um, I wanted to ask you this, Bill, because I saw the Spurs, and maybe they didn't come out and say this directly, but a bunch of NBA GMs did, said the Spurs are asking for a grand slam of an offer, which to me means Kawhi's going to get traded, or else that wouldn't have even been said. So they're setting setting the market, right? You and I have been talking about this for since we were together on our show several weeks ago, Mark. Absolutely, they're going to. I think they're definitely going to trade him, and I think that's. And to me, I think Brandon Ingram and Kyle Kuzma is a grand slam. I think. I think Lonzo Ball turns into a ground rule double. And I don't think they need that. I don't think they want that. But I think it's a. But I think it's a grand slam. Yeah. I, I mean, I mean, don't you or not? You think you, I think that'd be well, grand, I, I think it's a first round draft pick. I think it's What's a grand slam for pick? the Spurs. I don't know if it's a grand slam for the Lakers. I mean, I have a hard time if I'm the Lakers putting a package together for Kawhi Leonard before I know if I can just grab LeBron and Paul George 
and sticking with what I've already got. Yeah, but you don't think this will help convince those guys to come here if you get this guy? I mean, I don't, of course, it all depends on the timing and all yeah, that stuff. Right. You know, a bit. But I just think if they get a chance to get this guy, I just, you know, and I, I hear people in town are still, people, Mark, we talk, people are still going, oh, LeBron James, we don't want LeBron James. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I mean, I mean, they I mean, don't, I they don't mean it. They don't mean it. They don't know what they don't know what they want yeah. just yet. You know, as a matter of fact, I kind of find myself speculating on all sorts of stuff during this break in the NBA playoffs. Even Gavin, our producer, turned on one of the uh, one of the NFL games between the Giants and the Saints from from history past two years ago. Yeah, yeah. but it reminded me of something <laughs> that that just broke over the week, and and it localizes itself to LA. Baker Mayfield will be a star in the upcoming season of Hard Knocks with the Browns. Remember a rookie quarterback struggling in front of the cameras on Hard Knocks with the Rams by the name of Jared Goff, who in his next yes, season, if you, yeah, and, yeah. And, and, if, Jared, if Jared Goff gets on there and doesn't know North from South on the on the on the Hard Knocks, how how what's Baker Mayfield going to say? And he's always going to say something. He's always going to say a bunch of things. Yes. <laughs> You know, when, when when you were experiencing this, are uh, you watching this go on with the Rams? And obviously, you have insight that few people have with this organization now that they're playing in LA. Do you think that was a detraction from his early development? No, you know what? I think probably no. I think Jeff Fisher was a detraction from his oh, early development. Right. But but I but I think it's interesting. Is what is Jared Goff? Do do we ever hear from him? Do we ever see him? No, he's the perfect quarterback in that he stays out of the headlines in the offseason, right? We, uh, I, haven't, I haven't seen him anywhere. I haven't heard any, him say anything in the last two or three months, right? But even even that guy like that, even Hard Knocks brought out a few lines from him that got him in trouble. Like, I can't imagine Baker Mayfield. I can't imagine him putting Baker Mayfield in that position. I just cannot imagine what he's going to say day in and day out, right? It's gonna be it's gonna be must see T V and it's gonna and I think that's gonna hurt them. Having those cameras everywhere in there, I think yes. I think with the Rams they had enough veterans it was okay. And again with Jeff Fisher all bets are off anyway. But I think <laughs> but I think with these with the Browns, it can definitely hurt them. Absolutely. Hey Bill, great to hear from you today. Thanks so much as always. All right, watch those Dodgers. We'll see what happens. Big series sweep tonight. Doubleheader sweep. Yeah, don't hold your breath. I'll, I'll, I'll take Scherzer tonight. But uh, all right, there. All right, Bill Plasky, LA Times, Mark and Rich. That's so interesting. That question you just asked about hard knocks. I had not even put all this together, but when Baker Mayfield got drafted by the Browns, there are two other NFL teams that immediately won. Tell you who we're talking about coming up. All right, what does it mean when Geico says his 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance? Probably shouldn't have uh, gone to Geico.com 15 minutes ago. Mark Rich, Fox Sports Radio, glad you're with us. 877-99 on Fox. So I wonder how many people know this. It gets circulated, but it's the kind of thing that probably gets brushed aside by most. You don't have a choice if you're on hard knocks or not. Uh, no, you do not. As so, a player, you can actually sign You can sign something if you don't want to be seen on the show. As a player, but a team. A team has, and I forget, Gavin, maybe you could look this up. There's There are stipulations that allow a team to say no. But if they fall, and it usually has something to do with losing, it, I think it's if you haven't made the playoffs in the last two years, if you, may, if you haven't made the playoffs two years in a row, and you don't have a brand new coach, then you're eligible. And HBO and the NFL can just go, you're doing it. 
Right, and I think certain teams float that they don't want it. Certain teams will fight for it, depending on what scenario each team individually is in. But essentially, it is up to the you know some sort of commission put together yeah. by the league, the league owners, to decide who gets hard knocks. Owners, TV execs. And I think most executives, NFL teams, are like, no thanks. Most of them, yeah. Distractions. Yeah, football's a, a pretty little, insular. A yeah, yeah, yeah. At the at the coaching and management level, even the players, like the more distractions, the worse off you are. Typically, there I think were, if I'm remembering this correct, there were only six teams then that were eligible. Six yeah. teams this year, where HBO and the NFL could just be like, "You're doing it," and there's nothing you can say about it. Yeah. So so there's. The the qualifications are you first off you can't have been on Hard Knocks in the last ten years. Okay. Okay. You also can't have made the playoffs in the last two seasons. Yep. And then you um, also if you have a new head coach. New head coach. Yeah. So there so, were there were six teams. Do you have them in front yeah, of you? Yeah. They were the 49ers, uh-huh. the Broncos, the Browns, the Chargers, the Ravens, and the Redskins. Okay. It wasn't going to be the Ravens because paint dries. And then there's the Ravens, and I can't tell the difference. <laughs> so th- it wasn't going to be them. <laughs> Washington, maybe, new quarterback, but it's not a dynamic personality uh, quarterback. Yeah, and a, a, yeah. Big, a big market, though. So you can, make a, yeah, you can make an argument. The Broncos are a big brand. Case Keenum, eh, okay. Uh, then we get to the other three. The Browns, the Chargers, and the 49ers. The Chargers are suddenly like, ooh, the bee's knees. They're going to be great this year. Yeah. And there's kind of weird controversy because of still a recent relocation and playing in a soccer stadium. What I think probably moved them in a different direction here is they do, it's probably the smallest fan base in the NFL. I would argue now, that's correct. Especially yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That leads us to the 49ers and the Browns. And I firmly believe the 49ers were going to be the team. It was going to be the Niners. Think of it. Garoppolo, that guy on camera, are you kidding me? With John Lynch, San Francisco, Kyle Shanahan, Reuben Foster. Like, I mean. I mean, Garoppolo, you go ahead and got yourself your your women demographic all cinched up. <laughs> that's that a, guy, that every, is, every, <laughs> guy, every guy is like, I'm going to watch Hard Knocks. And the wife walks in the room what are you watching? Oh, never mind. It's Just har- keep it on. It's hard knocks. <laughs> can I watch with you? Yeah. Yes, honey, you can. Yeah. So it was going to be them. Yep. And then the Browns drafted Mayfield. Well, and also remember and- the Reuben Foster thing. Look, they, these deals have to get done. They have to get set up and pre-production uh, get going and underway. So I, I think it probably, I think probably what tipped it over the edge was not only the draft, but also the Reuben Foster thing was still going on. Uh, and we hadn't had that that preliminary are, trial. Where are, we, that, are we to say that HBO doesn't want that? No. HBO would love not, that. Not HBO. The league. The league offices would be, especially if huh. that thing was continuing and ongoing. Because think about what where they're at right now with you know these situations. I, nobody would have seen the ex-girlfriend taking the stand for the prosecution no. and completely no. exploding their case. No, and as a matter of fact, implicating herself of, of <laughs> several crimes yes. all the while. But having said that, that may have been a reason for them to steer away from San Francisco. But but to your point, Baker Mayfield is box office. 100%. And so if I'm the 49ers or the Chargers, and I hadn't even thought of this, 
We all thought, and you and I were at the front of the line. Don't buy it. It's going to be Darnold. It's going to be Darnold. Now, smokescreen, it's going to be Sam Darnold. Yep. We were wrong. It wasn't Sam Darnold. It was Baker Mayfield. And I wonder if even the Niners and the Chargers on that day realized, oh, thank you. Thank you, Cleveland Browns. If they draft Josh Allen or Sam Darnold, HBO's going to San Francisco. A hundred percent. Now, there are other stories that are interesting. Josh Gordon and, and, and you know, him come. I, yes, I want to watch that. hundred percent. Bunch of new acquisitions, right? There's Jarvis Landry and Carlos Hyde and, and interesting young players, Jabril and Peppers and Miles Garrett. Todd Haley, OC for the first time there. Uh, Jack Dorsey, brand new GM. Hugh Jackson, Hugh Jackson on, is on, on the hot, the hot seat. seat. Yep, yep, so yep. that's all. There, there are stories. I get it. I'm sure HBO looked at this and went, mm, Browns, they got a few things going on. But the tipping point, Baker Mayfield, a guy with a Facebook show, a guy with a huge personality, and a guy, most of all, who is still, to this moment, extremely polarizing. I heard him in a quote talking about how the team is going to handle hard knocks, and I thought to myself, you have no idea what you're talking about. (laughs) This guy's a rookie. It isn't his fault. He's a rookie. He's making statements. He's saying what he thinks he's supposed to say as the face of the franchise, now the franchise quarterback, but this is going to be an unfortunate reality for the Browns, and for every rookie who enters the league, it's not your fault, but you have no idea, and any distraction could take you away from the goal, which should absolutely be just try to be the best you can be. Mark and Rich, Fox Sports Radio, 877-99 on Fox. And speaking of Garoppolo, another effect next. Okay, we are moving closer and closer to the playoff games that will be happening later on this evening, both in hockey and in the NBA. And next hour, Kenny Rhoda who covers the Cavaliers in Cleveland, will join us. We'll also have Take It or Leave It. We'll get a lot of the takes of some of the other uh, Fox Sports Radio hosts and beyond, and we'll tell you if all of them are wackadoodles. Uh, Spoiler alert, some of them are. Uh, Mark and Rich, Live Geico, Fox Sports Radio Studios, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance, geico.com, for a free rate quote. Also saw this, you and I have talked a lot about this dynamic over the last year, and it started with the Chiefs trading up to get Pat Mahomes. And uh, you you came to me the next day, and you said, you're going to see a new Alex Smith. And we did. And then this year, Mason Rudolph. And I've already stated last week, like Ben Roethlisberger is going to have a phenomenal year. Well, especially the way he reacted immediately right, after the draft. Got under his skin. He got on P- Pittsburgh radio immediately and began trash talking the pick with <laughs> right. a third round. He started talking about maybe acquiring a tight end to help them win now, as opposed to getting Mason Rudolph. He's like, I don't know where he's going to be on the depth chart. I mean, I just don't know how that helps us win now. I'll tell you, Ben. And it's the same thing I was saying about how the Chiefs won the draft last season, helped make them a playoff team, is because when you are able to spur an old horse where complacency may be sneaking into the equation, where Big Ben threatening retirement over the past two seasons more than twice, all of a sudden you have a carrot for the donkey to chase again. Mm -hmm. And to me, it is the most impactful thing that's happened to the Steelers in a long time. Don't expect to see any 
Oh, Big Ben is real big this offseason like we've heard in years past. Uh-huh. I have a feeling that that man is going to be putting himself in the gym, recommitting himself to the craft, and he's going to have a new reason to be one of the best because he feels threatened. And what do a cornered, threatened, competitive animal do? They fight. Feel the same way about Flacco? Joe Flacco, I know him personally. We signed with the same agency coming out of the the, the college ranks. And um, I talked to him, actually, after his, his rookie year where he, he – I mean, he was third on the depth chart, and through injuries he ended up getting field time and then became a Super Bowl-winning quarterback yep. for that franchise. Well, I was chatting with him. I, I brought up the fact that how he found the, his way to the field, and, and I described it as lucky as ju- – you know what I mean? I was like, gosh, you know, it's, it's so lucky that you got, you got playing time when you did. I said, because you never know how it's going to work out, a career where you're on the depth chart and then you never know where you're going to go or how things are going to shake out. He goes, that wasn't luck. And he had this steely – I mean, I just met him. So he was treating me like someone who he had just met <laughs> – and maybe he felt I was being a little familiar, maybe a little uh, a little presumptuous. Uh-huh. And he looked at me with this steely glare. He goes, that's not luck. He was like, they recognized my talent. It was only a matter of time. Huh. And I said, yeah, Joe. I mean, I, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> how about we get another round and we just take it easy for a second. What do you think, Flacco? <laughs> Sorry, somebody peed in your Cheerios. Well, so, you know, Jeez. as we continue to talk, I realized, like, this guy in every other conversation was a dude. Like, I was enjoying spending time with him. But when it comes to competition, Flacco, seeing Lamar Jackson get drafted with the 32nd overall pick, First Big round. Ben. yeah. Seeing uh, a Mason Rudolph, who was considered one of the top quarterbacks on the board, and that didn't get lost in old Big Ben because he's talking about uh, he's talking about where this guy's going to be on the depth chart. If you weren't worried, you wouldn't even mention, you wouldn't even breathe his name. Uh-huh. Right? Joe Flacco had this happen once before, but it wasn't in the form of a quarterback. It was in the form of a contract where he was looking at an offer, and he didn't love it, and he said, nope. I'll play. And what happened that year? They won the Super Bowl. Correct. He signed a massive deal. <laughs> yeah. And he hasn't played nearly as well since. And so maybe this brings out of him that Super Bowl winning guy again. We shall see. You know what? When I put all this together, and you asked the question earlier, and it's a guy you know well, it makes me wonder, should we be down this year on what we might see from someone who's on the other side of 40 years old and no longer, not only no longer has any challenger in the building, but there's a long-running underlying feud between Belichick and Brady. I think that's obvious by now. And guess what happened? The feud went all the way up to the principal's office. It went to the Supreme Court, and Brady won. He won. And so does that make him the uh, the cat who stole the canary, got a little smile on the face, and he's lost that edge? I mean, it's Brady, so maybe not, but there's a lot less challenging him than there has been for the last three or four years. So, look, this is, uh, this is no slight to Tom Brady, the competitor, because in my entire tenure as an athlete, I'm talking in any sport – but especially football, 
throughout my six-year NFL career, five-year playing career at the college level. Be careful, Philip Rivers could be listening right now. And this includes Philip Rivers, who is in a close second, by the way. And, <laughs> and, and when you're talking about greatness and splitting hairs, that's exactly what we're talking about when you're talking about two of the best that I've ever even seen do it. Tom Brady is the most fiery, prepared, dedicated competitor I have ever been around. This is a guy who knows that system like the back of his hand. Dedicates, I mean, like, if we're, he dedicated his life. Like in the Tom vs. Time docuseries uh, that he launched on Facebook, this thought that he truly has sacrificed what most of us would never in order to be the greatest is true. There's no way you can balance a healthy family life with what he's lending to the sport of football and then outside of the sport of football to become the greatest uh, competitor at his position and potentially the best NFL player, period. But here's the problem that the Patriots have is Tom, much like Elvis, has left the building and he hasn't returned yet. So I'm poking around Instagram, and I'm on there a bunch now. You know, it, 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 I'm really enjoying my time at Rich Hornberger. You can follow me through many meals. Last well, night it was a cheat meal that included we, some ice cream. Can we just tell everybody what you are attempting to do? I, you know, all of us in 2018, we attach our ego to strange things. It's actually why many of us are sports fans. Do you notice that? Like, okay, um, you know, whatever – fan you are, whatever team you love. Let's say you're a Laker fan. Right. And the Lakers get LeBron, and they get Paul George, and they get back to the top, and within the next five years, they win another title. There will be millions of people who will show up at the parade, walk around here in L.A. like they did just, like they just did something. <laughs> yes, yeah. You just didn't do we anything. Won! All you did, you sat, you bought a sweatshirt. We won! You you're bought gonna, a sweatshirt, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you, and you have a TV. That's what you contributed to this process. But we attach our ego to this. You, my friend, and let me quickly look this up. I can find this. You have attached just a wee bit. You've attached a wee bit of you to getting to four digits on Instagram. I can feel this. You're 19 away, and you can smell it. I just pulled your feet up. You I... have 981 followers, <laughs> and you want a thousand. You know what's so we funny? We can get you there right no, now. It's we can get you there right now at Rich Ornberger. <laughs> we need 19 more to make today a great day. What's so funny? Right? I, the you just <laughs> you just informed me of how many I've. Oh, had. I'm not bull. I'm not kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, if you don't know how many followers you have, then you're just not a real I think man I'm, in this well, 2018. I think I'm doing social media wrong in general because I look at other people's feeds, like sports talk guys and stuff. Like I'm, I really got into the Yanni Laurel thing. Well, and that was I, fun. Yeah, no, I mean, and like, it was Laurel, by the way. It, 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 it certainly was. was it yeah. certainly was. Like that's the stuff that I'm really using my, my social media to oh, that's promote. Good. You know, have like, a good time with it. So I, I, yeah, I, I actually didn't know that, but yeah, 19 more would be cool. I mean, if I'm gonna attach some ego. This, uh, this though, I'm poking around on Tom's feed. So, what? Where has he been the past month? Well, not, not in New England, not, not, not a Patriot place, uh-huh. not at one Patriot place in Foxborough. He's been in, in Qatar, which is in, <laughs> which is in the Middle East. 
Uh, he then he was yes. home in Brookline, Massachusetts. Uh, he took a picture with his dog. Okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, then he was at the Met Gala wearing a ridiculous suit where he looked like a superhero now, who was dressing every- down. I really got bothered by the reaction to his outfit at the Met Gala. I thought he looked great. I don't make fun of other people's fashion. I like it. Oh, no, pe- I have no problem no, no. with making I, fun of other people's no, fashion. No, I like it when people make statements. Right now I'm dressed like a youth league soccer coach. No, you're yes, not. Yes, I have dressed like a regular guy. <laughs> yeah. You got sneaks on. You, you got no, jeans no, no. on. You got a golf yeah, pullover on. Athletic shoes. If you throw a whistle around my neck and I go, well, all right, that was offside, <laughs> but I like the effort. <laughs> no, that's exactly- My four-year-old went to school the other day with one sock that gets pulled up to the knee yeah. and one that's a no-show down at his shoe. And he goes, Daddy, can I wear these two together? I'm like, hell yeah. <laughs> you look like a crazy man. I love it. Make a statement. Do something different. Who cares? This guy uh, then left the Met Gala to Brazil. He's back in oh, New York now. That's nice. Him. So a jet-setting lifestyle while uh, his teammates are sweating in Foxborough. And I know for the most part, <laughs> nice. the Patriots have a pretty well-attended offseason program because during my time there, I realized that they incentivize it in a, in a big way. Uh, a lot of their their contracts contain bonuses. Tom Brady is beyond a situation where he would be lured to spend more time at work with a monetary bonus. How do you get a man in the building who has everything? You chase the one vanity he still has left. Yep. And that's competition. Yep. That guy cannot look in the mirror and rest easy knowing that Jimmy G is starting with the first team offense while he's in Cater or Qatar, however you pronounce it, Cutter. or the Met Galler, yeah. Cutter, uh, in, in South America, <laughs> in New York, out of state, anywhere else other than honing his craft and reminding everybody why he's the best. Jimmy G is in San Francisco, Brian Hoyer, and their newly drafted guy who nobody knows yet, maybe he's the next Tom Brady, but we're not sure, is in Foxborough right now. He hasn't been seen. Monday opens the mandatory, or I should say phase three of the offseason season. If he's not there, I think you could have put a punctuation next to he's not taking this offseason as seriously as he would if Jimmy Garoppolo was in town. I think it's a great point. Mark and Rich on Fox Sports Radio. Speaking of vanity, uh, you are now only nine followers away oh, from 1,000. Is... And now I'm jealous. So wow. at M.T. Willard, I want some too. <laughs> what I, I want a little bit of this action. At M.T. Willard on Instagram. I just took a shot of us here in the studio so you can see what it looks like. Uh, but Rich Ornberger now only nine followers away no, no, no. Don't, from four digits. Don't you follow me. I don't want your pity no. follows. This is ridiculous. Uh, I do. I do. So now don't <laughs> follow him. Uh, I'll, I'll take him. Um, all right. Coming up next, there was an athlete this week. I've never seen this. He essentially questioned the validity of a call and didn't get punished. Hmm. I'll tell you about that coming up next. Fox Sports Radio. <laughs> All right. What does it mean when Geico says his 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance? It means you probably should have gone to Geico.com 15 minutes ago. Your your love for Bruno Mars is uncomfortable. I'm sorry. The it, guy jams. Well, there, I don't argue that at all. You know, like when Pearl Jam comes on, I give a little nod to whoever hit the button, and uh, and I enjoy the moment. But there isn't like a physical reaction. You just when this song came on, you just had a physical reaction. Oh my god. You goodness. were like, oh, oh, oh yes. <laughs> and you put your headsets on and turned them up and started dancing. 
I, you know, I can't help that myself. Uncomfortable. Like I, you know what? There are certain things that elicit a response. We know in nature, like you mix vinegar and baking soda, kaboom. You mix a little Bruno <laughs> Mars and Ornberger, you're gonna get a bit of kaboom. A yeah, you get a little a bit kaboom. of a wiggle in the step. Uh, by the way, by the way, this is crazy to report. I am now up to a thousand followers, as promised on Instagram. See, I uh, still have you at nine ninety nine. Okay, check this out. So this is the most updated on the feed. But I just updated it. at Rich Warnberger. You know who the lucky number one thousand is? Who? Oh, sweet. They're do- they're toying with yeah, me. Yes, you know I think people are trying to be the thousandth, so they keep unfollowing. For you, a so. short time, uh, one David Gascon. Yeah. <laughs> Lucky number one thousand. Well, not, yeah. not anymore because you only have nine hundred ninety nine. So everybody race. I did not unfollow. No, you. I didn't do that. No, I didn't unfollow you. I did not unfollow this you. This is really fun. If somebody else follows, though, I will. I well, I, you I, know what the I just want to mess with you. So no, that's, what's so funny is like uh, truly, you informed me of how many followers I had just a minute ago, oh, but now I'm invested. Now you're up over a thousand. Yeah, a bunch what, of people. You're happened? up to a thousand and two now. Oh, look at this! Yeah, this is trending. This is what they. This is what they mean when they say trending. Now it's back yeah. down to a thousand. People are toying with my emotions. Yeah, yeah. Who's that most recent follower? All right, so now, yeah, 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 yeah. So oh. now that you're over a thousand, can everybody please focus on oh. my feed? Oh, it's Adam um, Vax. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, whoever the hell that is. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> don't say that to your follower. Oh, well, listen, he I'm follows sure, you. Oh, I'm sure he's a great guy. He's probably a podiatrist in yeah. like beggars. Beggars cannot be choosers, Rich. Come on. Oh, oh really? Now Everybody we, now relax. we know. By the way, anybody who follows Rich on social media, now you know what he thinks about you. For the most part, uh, you'll who be. Who the made, hell is this guy? You, for the most part, you'll be made fun of, and I apologize ahead of time. Yeah, I well. was about to follow you, but I don't oh. want to get a pipe. Yeah, bomb yeah, that's, oh, uh, it, yeah, it, yeah. It doesn't really like following you. Doesn't feel as good as it did five uh, minutes I, ago. You it know doesn't. What, you know, <laughs> I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm not I, comfortable. I'm, with I'm this. sorry. I'm not sorry. Um, <laughs> all right, enough of that stupid game. So. Um, this was a weird one, and you and I even debated a couple of days ago. Is this guy going to get fined? Brandon Belt of the San Francisco Giants made a comment after a game. He got called out on strikes to end a game. And the Giants as a team, I watch a lot of their games, they've had a little thing going on with the umpires. Yeah. For like the last couple of weeks. Doesn't it feel contagious inside of organizations? It, it, it does, and you start to wonder it, – it, I don't know. Are the umpires upset because the Giants keep getting upset at them? Like some guys have been thrown out. There was a weird call in a game a couple of nights ago that was, I mean, it was in a leveraged moment in the ninth inning, and it was a horrible call. Like clearly, even the little box there that they show you <laughs> on the TV screen, I'm like the ball is well out of the box. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he went in Rico Palazzo and yeah. got all excited and rang the guy up. <laughs> So, Which, okay. by the way, totally, if I was a, a home plate umpire, oh you would have like, some of the most flamboyant ring-ups. Nobody wants to give me the 30 bucks to be the little league umpire because I would be ringing every kid up. Hey. Poor- ah! Ah! Like, I mean, I'd be going crazy. All right. So, Belt goes to the locker room afterward and more than insinuates that the ump just wanted to get the game over with. And he stated... I don't remember who the ump was. He goes, yeah, that ump has joked with us a number of times about wanting to get a game over with. Well, it's the Bay Area. A lot of nice restaurants. (laughs) Got things to do here, Brandon. (laughs) And so he's in the batter's box, and his contention was, he goes, look, he's joked a lot about wanting to get a game over with, 
And I can only imagine that's what happened here because there's no way he could have thought that that was a strike. I mean, that was the statement. And I'm conditioned now. Whenever an athlete or a coach says something about an umpire or a ref, I'm like, well, there's a fine. That's a fine. Which, by the way, I've always disagreed with. I can fully understand, however, if you find a microphone and you get personal with an umpire or a ref or you question integrity, integrity which is kind of what happened here, then I get it. What I don't like is a coach in the NBA will get fired, uh, fired, fined, if they even just say, yeah, really didn't like a couple of the calls down the stretch, thought that that was not right, and they'll fine him. And I'm like, wait a minute, that's calm and mature and measured and an opinion. And by the way, you, the NBA yourself, will come out with the two-minute report tomorrow that says the exact same thing, and then you find the guy. So... This is a weird button that he pushed. I, I always because, ask be, why. Yeah, like yeah. They, usually you get fined. He had a phone call from Joe Torrey. Sure. But no punishment. Check this out. So you ever know you're doing something wrong, but the person who usually is supposed to call you out on that thing wrong is doing the exact same thing? Like – have you ever been in school waiting online and, you know, the, you have those hall monitors and all of a sudden they skip the line and then you skip the line? Like, there's acceptance there. It's like, sure. well, okay, you know, there's there's no way. It's going to become a free-for-all, but there's no way I can come down on one person because I just did it. I just well, – you know, po- police do this on the freeway. Exactly. Right? So the police goes by you at 75 and you go 71. And you're like, we're good, right? And the cop – Pretty much was like, yeah, we're good. Yeah, or if a cop is speeding past you, a lot of people tailgate the cop. Like, sure. they'll just be like, well, I'm just going to follow this guy. As long as can't I'm pull- behind you, we're in good shape yeah, here, buddy. Can't pull me over right. if I'm telling you, copper. <laughs> so my thought process here is he must have had a point. The why is this. Brandon Belt, he may have spilled something to the public, said something to the media that had teeth and validity that perhaps behind closed doors even Tory had been informed of, uh, the commissioner, baseball in general, may have even had some conversations with this umpire in the past saying, hey, you can't joke like that. Like, it's, it's starting to get around. You can't do this. Or, or potentially, they may have gotten some, you know, anonymous phone calls over it. Look, bad call in the game. This is a, a running theme with this guy. We've seen this before okay, we're going to let this pot simmer on the back burner until we have some real proof. Brandon Belt may have a point, and so that phone yep. call may have gone may have gone the way of, hey, listen, you're right, but we want you to shut up about it. We're going to handle it. So uh, please don't say that out loud anymore. Because remember, at the end of the day, this isn't law and order. We're not chasing down criminals, mm-hmm. folks. We're not trying to serve the general public from a justice standpoint. We are entertaining the masses with sports. This is the same thing as when a artist enters town, trashes a hotel room, and the PR guys and the managers pay off the hotel so there isn't a write-up in the local paper. This is just sometimes what's more important is the greater good. The greater good for baseball is to not have the integrity of their game questioned by players at home plate because the umpire's in a rush to get to one of the Bay Area restaurants. So the umpire's name is Doug Eddings. 
And the more I think about this and what you just said, I'm now kind of feeling sorry for Doug Eddings. And I'll tell you why coming up next, because I experienced this when I first got to Southern California in this industry. Hmm. Somebody who is the Doug Eddings of radio had a conversation with me that I will never forget. Share that with you coming up. It's Mark and Rich on Fox Sports Radio. But let's get Gascon in here. Yeah, that was quite the tease. Ah, uh, thank you. Thank you. And you know what? I watched that game. Uh, yeah. Oh, you did? I did. Was it know- a strike? Hell no. Okay. Right. But you know what? In, in, all, in all fairness, though, and you will agree with me on this, Greg Maddox made a career out of those calls. Well, Eric Gregg thought it was uh, four feet inside the strike zone. <laughs> He was like, if LeVon Hernandez was throwing, holy smokes, yes, man. That's, yeah. That is true. But that. you now also admit this, though. You can admit it was not a strike. Correct. But you're a Dodger fan, so you no, loved no, 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 it. No, no, no. You loved it. I don't care. I mean, <laughs> you yeah. loved it. No, I, I thought it was. You I, pumped your fist at the TV. I, no, I thought it was great because, as you mentioned, the umpire making several pointed comments like that about leaving a game early. Right. You could go to several either betting sites or even Major League Baseball baseball reference sites, and you could see like totals on umpires, like over under in ball oh, games. Oh, this is yeah. well, sure. This is the day and age of analytics. If yes. we're going to spend time on launch angle and exit velocity, then there's going to be advanced data on umps and refs as well. Absolutely. Of course. I just say, very simply, just check the reservation books at some of the restaurants around there. If Eddings is in. (laughs) Or Doug E. (laughs) If it's Doug E. Fresh, that's actually Doug Eddings, not the the rapper. Listen, can you guys uh, make way for Rich Ornberger's uh, thousandth follower here on Instagram, please? Let us please get out of your way. By the way, you've won a free bag of uh, roasted potatoes. I get Congratulations. To, I, I get to unrack his leg press machine. How about that, guys? <laughs> awesome. By the way, thank you for following me, yes, too, no, David. No, appreciate no, that. No, yeah. Thank it's you. It's a, it's, a it's a big day. It's a big day for the staff. Thanks, really Dave. excited about it. Guys, in Major League Baseball, got a handful of games still going on right now. Giants are hammering the Rockies 9-4. Brandon Crawford, 3-4. for four. Punches fourth home run of the season. Andrew McCutcheon, 2-4. for four. Also, a couple base knocks. Indians all over the Astros, 5-2. Corey Kluber in this one had 10 strikeouts in seven innings. His day is over, though. Dodgers have won back-to-back games since the first time in May the 3rd and 4th. They beat the Nationals in game one of a doubleheader, 4-1. A's were down 4-0 in the 8 to the Blue Jays. They came back and beat them 5-4. And the Reds walked off on a walk, a Billy Hamilton walk, that is. (laughs) And they beat the Cubbies in game one of a doubleheader. 5-4 Five to four in that one. Meanwhile, Eastern Conference Finals were resumed tonight in the NHL and also the NBA. Tip-off time from Cleveland will be at 5:30 Pacific, 8:30 Eastern. Cavaliers down that series 2-0 to the Boston Celtics. And also game number four, Eastern Conference Final in the National Hockey League. Caps and Lightning from Tampa. That series tied at 2-2. And Mark, just for your viewing pleasure, know this. The road team has won all four games so far, and the Capitals so far have only lost one time on the road in this run in the Stanley Cup playoffs. Wow. This, wow. Does, uh, does wow. home ice even matter no. in the NHL? It no. doesn't. No. Uh, it's good. It's, it's so all why do, but, why, but, do it. But why I, do they do it? Like, like if you are the one seed in hockey, you should get to decide where I'm you're going to gl- play. I'm glad you brought that up. Okay. This goes back to the top of the show when Mark or Rich was actually mentioning competition and that's what he enjoys to see yes unlike the nba you will get a team that can actually come back in a series down three nothing that's true 
And That's you have true. teams that will show resolve and a little bit of grit, especially when Man. playing on the road. You don't oh. get that in the NBA. You know uh, what? For, yeah. that, for that comment, Rich. I'm going to throw a squid in your booth. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> Maybe a hat, catfish, yep. octopus. Yep, yep. I'm Keep gonna, it G-rated, Rich. Yeah, that's right. We're going to kick you in the shin three times and call it a hat trick. Um, Does that mean I could fall down and get a red card? Uh, you know what? Just unfollow me on Instagram <laughs> and, and leave, leave, it, leave it alone. Uh, <laughs> all right. Thanks, Dave. Live, Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. And it's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. So it was 2001, and I got to L.A., and I'd just been hired by a station. I'll, I'll protect the names of the partially innocent here. But I got to the station, and this was a big deal for me. This was a, this was, I was, I was thrilled. I was arriving in, in Market 2, and I had a job in, in sports radio. And there was a guy who had been hired to do a similar job alongside me, and he was much, much older, at least twice my age. And so he had been, uh, he'd been a little beaten up by the industry. which <laughs> Weathered which by can, time. Yes, Haggard. Was, a grizzled experience. vet. Right. He was a grizzled veteran. <laughs> and, uh, you know, he's, he's still a friend to this day. Like, there's, I mean, but he said something to me that, I will never forget. And he started to kind of ask, like, how much did they guarantee you? And I don't even remember, to be honest with you. One-year deal, two-year deal, whatever it was. Right. And it was a brand-new station in a crowded, large market. And we know a lot about L.A. now, being that uh, there are distractions Okay. Oh, yeah, no, you Couple. could you could argue, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's things. Four hundred and seventy professional teams, <laughs> right. eighteen colleges, beats the whole way. You get it, Disney. So, so he says to me, "Well, <clears throat> hey, sign for as long as you can, and we'll get to play big market radio as long as they let us." And he turned and walked out of the room. <laughs> <laughs> That's. And I never forgot it because I made myself a promise that day. That day, I made myself a promise. 2001, I was 26, 26 years old. And I said, I've always known getting into this business what I was getting into. Right. Volatile business, hard, many, many barriers to entry. Performance-based. Competitive. Anything you think you have going could change that day, always, for the rest of your life. Therefore, I will never, no matter how long I do this and no matter how old in this business I get, I will never allow myself to take that attitude to work where I feel like, eh, it's all just a fait accompli and this stinks. In other words, I've let the business beat me up. No, no, no. This sounds like, honestly, the statement, you know, as long as they let us. Like, it sounds like a line from a Clint Eastwood movie (laughs) where all of a sudden the old miserly guy meets the upstart radio guy 
and then together they make this pairing and they learn things from one another. No, no, not <laughs> no, really. It, it, no, I still, I mean, you know, I we're still like, you know, once yearly in touch kind of thing. But yeah. what? I mean, good, good dude. It's not, it's not about that. It's nothing personal. But I made a declaration that day because it it landed so poorly with me. Right. You're so excited. It's Wally World. Remember, we're going to Wally World, and you get there, and it's closed. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, dude, you just ruined my shine. Yeah. I'm thrilled to be here. Sorry you're not. That's not rain. That's urine. I hate to break it to you. (laughs) (laughs) So so Doug Eddings, (laughs) the ump, who thinks it's funny to joke with all the Major League Baseball players, can't wait to get this crap over with. Hey, bud, this is a baseball game. Yeah. Everybody's here for fun. There are 10-year-olds with silver dollar eyes watching everything that y'all are doing right now, and I'm sorry to break this to you, but you won in life. You're a major league umpire. Standing behind home plate. And I know it may have been a joke, but if it's a repeated joke, as we know in life, there's truth that is making its way through there. Truth to home. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. You, you, this tells me that Doug Eddings doesn't like his job, and that stinks. Check and this it's, out. And, and it led to this situation. I And you, you just, boy, like everything you just said, my dad, so – I he is my number one role model like many of us. I look up to my father, always will, and he's taught me so many lessons and one of the most impactful ones changed the way I looked at my career as an athlete. I was in college, uh we were going to bowl games, I became a starter, uh you know, and and I mean amid of by all standards a very good college career. I mean, I ended up starting something close to to 40 games or 35 wow. games or something you like drafted that. drafted in the fourth round of the NFL draft. It I think was, that, that sounds like a good career. Yeah. I, I mean, but I was treating it as if I, I was a guy who was going to hop in a, a freight elevator, a, a elevator and open my lunch pail at work on top of iron girders. I really was. I was approaching it like it was a, a just a blue-collar workforce job, nothing to see here. I'm just going out and doing my, my business and going to class in between. I'm just working. I'm working here. My dad goes, buddy, you're missing it. Pick up some pebbles. This is amazing what you're doing. He's like, one day you're going to tell your children about what, you, what you're doing today, the conversation we just had. He goes, I grew up under cars, painting apartments, uh, rewiring light bulbs and and putting in switches in people's houses and fixing stoves. He goes, you just, in the same sentence, used used the word Joe Paterno, uh, practice, uh, Tennessee, the volunteer, like, you know, Outback Bolt, like all these. He goes, you are achieving things on a level that at your age I could have never even dreamed for my children. What year were you when this was conversation was I happening? I think this was year three of my college career. Okay, so two years away from using the words Brady and Belichick. Yeah. Yeah. And he goes, hmm. start picking up some pebbles, he said, because <laughs> your, your life is magnificent and you need to start realizing it. I would pass that same message to Doug Eddings today. It doesn't last forever. It doesn't matter how old and how long you've been doing it. 
you, the uh, level of appreciation you need to have for certain things, especially things as cool as being an umpire in Major League Baseball, as random as that may sound, he's doing something that so few people on the planet could say that they do. Uh, speaking of this, somebody being on the doorstep of being drafted into a professional sport, a very exciting time in a person's life. That's true for one basketball player right now who I think is about to step into a dangerous spot. We'll tell you who we're talking about coming up next. Mark and Rich, Fox Sports Radio. Like, see, I had a reaction, but not a physical reaction. Yeah, like, no, I, I mean, gave him a little yeah. point, and I'm like, yeah, babe. Yeah, Pearl, that's right. Pearl Jam. That's right. Pearl Jam's pretty great. There's no doubt about it. But like, if, I, I don't if, feel if like... If you're about to say that Bruno Mars is no, better than Pearl Jam, no, I'm about to walk out of the damn room. That's not what was going to happen. Okay. I'm not okay. dancing to Pearl Jam, though. Like, I, you know... Oh, Pearl... you're doing it wrong, then. Well, <laughs> he was doing definitely it doing it wrong. Yeah. It was more like a seizure. Yeah, well, I, well, well, I was just trying to match which with the beat, Gavin. I'm going to call you Elaine from yeah. now on. <laughs> Cardi B is going to do the show with Rich next week. I'm off. Um, <laughs> great news. There's a quick Ow. way. You okay with save, that? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. Uh, quick way you could save some money. Switch to Geico. Go to Geico.com and in 15 minutes you could save 15 percent or more on car insurance. Okay. Um, <laughs> I can't get that image out of my mind. Cardi, what, Cardi, Cardi B, B and, and Rich. Rich? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> Ratings. There's oh, a lot. There's man. a lot of. There's just a lot of big going on in the I'll, studio. Well, I'll yeah. tell you right now. Well, yeah, like, because isn't she big? This big that. Big, she's yeah. she's pregnant. And, like yes, I that would yeah. be. Look, I come here. Like and, some and, people didn't think I was talking about her belly, but yes. Yeah. Well, yeah. wait. Yeah. What are you guys talking about? <laughs> and two other things in my mind. Her toes. Um. All right. So next hour, Kenny Rhoda on the Cavs and take it or leave it, which is always a good time. You know. I'm rooting for Trey Young. I root for everybody. I really do. When you're coming out of college, um, I had the hardest time. We talked about him a little bit earlier. I, I'm still having the hardest time with Baker Mayfield. It's not that I'm rooting against him, but it's funny. When you predict that something isn't going to be as good as other people say, then suddenly you're almost inherently rooting against it, which is something I don't love. I'm not rooting against Baker Mayfield. Uh, even though I wouldn't have taken him if I were the Cleveland Browns. This is a little bit different, though. Who's got anything against Trey Young? There's no reason to. And, in fact, he's a little guy coming out of college basketball for the first half of the season last year. He was the guy. Like, he was the story. And then the second half of the season wasn't nearly as good. But for the first half of that season, not so much in effectiveness, but in style, people said, that guy looks like Steph Curry. In fact, you can tell he patterned his game by watching Steph Curry. And once people said that, Trey Young responded by going, yep, that's exactly right. And so now Trey Young's getting ready for the NBA draft, and he says he's the best player in America. And people will laugh at that. I'm glad he says that. You're not very good if you don't feel that way. That's the way professional sports is. How many point guards in the NBA think they're the best point guard in the NBA? Most of them. Yeah, I would Most imagine so, yeah. Damian Lillard thinks he's better than Steph Curry, okay? Chris Paul believes he's the best point guard in this series. That's fine. There are some of the greatest players on the planet. But there's another thing I'm watching with Trey Young. He was asked again about the Steph Curry comparisons 
And his response was to say, I really enjoy these comparisons. I'm sure they feed his ego. Hell, if somebody's your idol and you're patting your game after him and people start saying you're like him, that's, that's, I mean, that's dessert. That's, that's, that's peanut butter and chocolate. Yeah, they make that connection. It shows that you're effectively copycatting the style of play that you want to impose on your opponents. But this is a terrible thing for Trey Young. That's where I disagree. Really? So check this out. You look at what Trey Young did at Oklahoma, and you look at what Steph Curry did at Davidson. Very similar players as far as how they play. Trey Young was a better college player. Oh, yeah. Through Curry's career at Davidson, 25 and change, points per game, four rebounds, three assists. Trey Young, 27 and change at points per game. That's stats. Splitting hair. That's stats. Three rebounds, 8.7 assists, though. He was better at distributing. Here's how the th- far did Trey get in the tournament? Well, listen. And, the, and, and, this, ha- and ha- this, how about Trey's teammates who are Oklahoma recruits versus Davidson recruits? Ah, uh, that's that. There's so, right. there's there's so much context, context that's yeah. missing when you compare apples to apples on a stat sheet. But when you're making a comparison, that's kind of what you're doing is you're eliminating context and you're just saying, okay, person to person, who could we make sense of in comparing this athlete to? It eliminates context because he is not Steph Curry. He never will be, nor could anybody who tries to be Steph Curry is Steph Curry or Michael Jordan like LeBron gets got compared to Michael Jordan coming into. Nobody can be that guy, but they can they can be compared because as human beings, we sort of like to label things to oh, organize them better. We'll do it, but he should not he should run from it. No. These are the comparisons you want. Steph Curry isn't a problem. Steph Curry is a family man. Steph Curry is an MVP. Steph Curry is the first unanimous, by the way. Steph Curry is the type of person you want your name spoken with in the same light because the sponsors won't be afraid of you. You know, you just mentioned Baker Mayfield. Do you know who his comparisons were coming out of his his stint at Oklahoma? Drew Brees, Uh, Russell Wilson. Johnny Manziel. Oh, Johnny Manziel. Ryan Leaf. Compared him to himself on national radio multiple times on your podcast. Yep. This is to me like I would lean into any positive comparisons. The ones you run from is when you have a guy go, you know, you know who Baker Mayfield reminds me of? <laughs> a guy who is an absolute an, dumpster fire an, in an the addict. NFL. Well, here's what I mean. You'll answer this correctly because you understand context. But if I asked you, was Reggie Bush a bust? Oh, absolutely not. Of course not. No, 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 no. I think the average American sports fan will say yes. And the reason is, is Reggie Bush sat down and did a video piece on ESPN right before the draft with him and Gail Sayers, watching highlights of one another, talking about how similar they were. Mm. And then suddenly, Reggie Bush needed to be Gail Sayers or he was a bust. Reggie Bush was a phenomenal player and had a great NFL career, but he wasn't Gail Sayers. So Trey Young could do the exact same thing without being Steph Curry, well, which I'm is what Bush, people want him to be. I'm happy with Gail Sayers and not O.J. Simpson. Well, there's – yeah, <laughs> no, they didn't compare him to that, did they? All right, final hour coming up. All right. To be a good American, you have to be able to admit when you when you mess up. Oh, well, well, I don't know. You could you could get pretty far – Well, no, you could be president, but – but, <laughs> anyway, all right, live Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. Geico.com for a free rate quote. So I just don't know if we are good 
sports people. I, I, I don't know if we're good sports people because we're sitting in a Los Angeles radio studio. Go on. National Radio Network. Of course. There are four television sets in front of us dedicated to whatever sport we would like to see as we discuss sports on the radio. Uh, Moments ago, right. we saw the exciting conclusion of the Saints versus the Giants from 2015. It was a good year, Hell I believe. Rob <laughs> Ryan was on the sideline pumping his fist during a play, and I'm like, he now works at Fox Sports Radio. Here. Later that year, Seattle beat the Denver Broncos in the Super Bowl. Gosh, 2015. What just happened during our recent conversation on Trey Young that didn't even make one of the four television sets in front of our face at Fox Sports Radio? Go on. <laughs> the Preakness. I, I didn't even realize it was happening. <laughs> I missed the Preakness. It's oh, that fast man. of a race. We missed the Preakness. Yeah, the, miss it. that Justified is really fast. Uh, if uh, you don't <laughs> tune into the channel, you miss the, the great good, TV the, show as well. The good news <laughs> is, is after we realized that we missed the Preakness, we immediately turned the Preakness on, only to realize everybody missed the Preakness because the weather is so bad, you can't even see the damn track on the TV cameras. It's uh, it, it's quite this, a day in the this, east. This Justify horse has not run in anything but slop yet. Yeah. Wasn't that the story at the Derby that just, it was Justify's first race? The, yeah. the, the horse has only had two races. It's been in nothing but... But, like, horrible, horrible mud. Well, he's a mutter, you know, and uh, we all knew that about Justify from the jump. That mutter. That, that bolt de oro, uh, you know, didn't really stand a chance that day. Well, word to your mutter, uh, Justify has won the first two legs of the Triple Crown. Yeah. And this is how good we are at sports here at Fox Sports. Our producer then walks in and goes, what's the name of the next race he has to win? <laughs> Well, listen, our, our main man like, on well, that the, would, that would be the Belmont. I, I think I figured this out. <laughs> the Belmont and, stays, and Gavin, our producer, is protecting one. him. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> one one uh, one one man goes down. Next man up. Philosophy around here. Roberto's running the ones and the twos for us behind the glass. He's afraid of horses. He has he's phobic. As a matter <laughs> exactly. of fact, remember, so, remember Indiana Jones with snakes. Yeah, oh this is. Uh, I don't know what the phobia of horses is, but this guy's got it because he's now. Making every excuse, uh, he's in the bathroom. He's oh, that's, at, yeah, that, that's, na- the... that's it's neophobia. Uh, is it? Yeah, it's, I no, don't believe it, you. No, also, no, also no. he's just the new guy, and we're throwing him under the bus. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Say that. yeah. I did notice he took his Laker sweatshirt off when this all went down because I don't think he wanted to bring the brand of his favorite team down with him. <laughs> um, anyway, we're going to recover that's from correct, this. Yeah, we're going to recover from this. Justify has won the Preakness. And uh, oh, uh, he's my favorite for uh, the Belmont now. <laughs> I just want you to know that. <laughs> that is that's great insight. We don't need to have RJ Bell on now. Rich is saying that the horse that's won both the Derby and the Preakness will be the favorite in the Belmont Stakes. I would say uh, the odds are strong to quite strong, Mark. Yeah. So just this one was closer. We'll tell you that this was closer than the Derby. The Derby did not end up being all that close. Uh, but Justify, as it came down the stretch, was neck and neck with another horse called Good Magic, which sounds like a good Saturday night to me. Yeah. Um, but uh, but anyway, he did then pull away, and Justify, the mutter, is the winner of the Preakness. Now, a lot of horses get the first two. 
A lot of them get the first two. Very few of them, though, then go and get the third. Uh, the, yeah. The Belmont's the long one, and obviously there's going to be a fatigue factor and a pressure factor. I don't know if horses feel that. Trainers always say they do. No. Wait a minute. Come on. I, I, know, I know you don't buy anything. I know you're like as spiritual as a rock. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, but, like... but wait a minute. That's an animal. How can you claim to know what an animal feels uh, based on the energy of a massive arena and, and needing to perform? How do you know? Uh, well, I mean, I guess I would say the same for anybody who believes otherwise. Like, how do you know that animal well, feels anything either? I would, I would at least lean toward the trainers who work with them every day. Like, like, here's the funny thing. Like, you know, some people go, I know my dog loves me. And I'm like, <laughs> well, your dog knows that it, you feed it. And that well, is certainly true. I mean, dog does Run to the door when you get home and freak out. And it does the same thing when the mail's coming through the slot. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I'm not All right. Well, I had a cat when I was a kid, and he loved me. You know what? But he was a people cat. He loved you, everybody. You get, you get, you <laughs> just get. Just wanted a warm laugh. I know everything I need to know about you now that I knew you grew up with a cat, you maniac. <laughs> Look at you. He was a great cat. He was a great cat, and you never know you with know, cats. I've never heard anybody say I well, had a you, great you haven't cat. met my cat. Like okay. you, you, you really, when you yeah. have a cat, you are taking a damn chance that that thing's going to spend 15 years under a bed. Or try to uh, suffocate you in the night. <laughs> I mean, those things. Well, he did, he did do that. They're true killers. Do that. Those no, things. but my cat, it didn't matter if he just met you. If you sat down on the couch, he would come curl up on your lap. He was a people cat. He was like the He's dog of, of the cats. People. Yeah, he was a dog, but less, but much cleaner, and and less licking. That, you know what so people say? I'm I'm a dog of a human. Yeah, <laughs> you know? which I I don't know. If it's just, a compliment. You're just my dog. That's all you are. All right, Mark and Rich, Fox Sports Radio. So uh, Kawhi Leonard, we talked about this with 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 Bill Plaschke. Kawhi's getting traded. Yeah, it Kawhi's appears getting, to be this, the case. This is yeah. really fascinating to me. That, that this angle didn't get discussed more when this story came out this week that multiple NBA sources slash GMs stated the Spurs are asking for a grand slam of a deal. And I'm wondering, did everybody not translate that? Understand the way a business works. Laker fans, listen to this. That news doesn't come out unless he is being traded. The Spurs don't want to trade him. Option one is, hi, Kawhi, here's $209 million. Want it? <laughs> right. And if he says yeah. yes, the story's over. It's a very quick movie. But if they want a grand slam of a deal, here's what that means. They want a deal. And what they're trying to do is, A, make you think they don't want to trade him. Oh, we're holding on to him unless we get a banging deal. It's the same way I buy a car. Oh, I, no, no, no. No, you hit this price or I go home. And then as you walk toward your beat-up car now, you're right. like looking over your shoulder. Yeah, like, like, are they, are oh, they, they're not chasing. They, this is the third dealership <laughs> I've done this at. He's <laughs> behind me, isn't he? Is he behind me? No? Okay. So th they're trying to make people think they don't want to trade him, A, and therefore B, also trying to make other teams think you are going to have to give us at minimum equal value, which we know teams never get when 
The other teams know they need to deal him. Here's the problem. There's a clock that's now been started, and it works against the Spurs. The further we go, the more people are going to get information. Is Kawhi accepting the deal? Is he turning down the deal? Once he turns down the deal, his value plummets. And the closer you get to the trade deadline, it comes down further, further, further. The fact that we're hearing about this in the conference final round means, to me, the Spurs realize these conversations are not going well, and they want to start trade talks now because now is the only time they could get even something close to full value. And also think about this. It's tough timing to have burned a bridge with your star player because this offseason, I mean, who do you think of when you think of Kawhi Leonard? You think of LeBron. You think of Paul George. You think of Steph Curry. You think of the greatest in the NBA. He's one of easily the top five or at very least the top ten players in the entire league right now. And two of those names I just mentioned are going to be available this offseason. So if you already early on, you are banging on the doors where two of those guys are banging on the door. Like, I I mean, you don't think that – Paul George, I mean, he's already out of the playoffs. They could be having conversations with with PG and saying, like, hey, I mean, like, yeah. we're getting some great action from L.A. Do you want to play there? I mean, we're getting great action from uh, the Sixers. Do you want to play? Like, you know, so they're already in conversations, whether they're supposed to be or not. You know, this is how agents oh, of work. Of course, and players, teammates, recruiting. All sure. of it. All of it. And then so for the Spurs, knowing that LeBron is next, that if he should get bounced in the Eastern Conference Finals, or even if it gets to be the final, like he is going to be the shining star that everybody's waiting for. So you're absolutely right. I think the Spurs, they don't want to get sloppy seconds or sloppy thirds. They want to be first to the punch bowl, and they could get left behind if they're not careful how they play this hand. By the way, bad news for them also that the Sixers lost. Uh, Maybe the Sixers are someone that would get into the conversation, but I doubt it. Who are they going to give up? They're not going to give up Ben Simmons. They're not going to give up Embiid. What else do they have that the Spurs would even want? The team that has the power to give the Spurs what they want uh, is the Celtics. And the Celtics want Kawhi Leonard. I have this on good authority. They've already got in their mind exactly what their offer might be. Problem is, they're still playing. (laughs) Bigger problem, they're winning. They're probably going to the NBA Finals. And they got a 2-0 lead on the Cavs right now. Cavs need to beat them four out of the next five games to turn this around. Can they do it? It's LeBron. I won't say they can't. But I think that the Celtics are probably going to the NBA Finals, which stretches this out. Stretches it all the way out for another month. Gets you within two weeks of free agency. And the clock continues to work against San Antonio in this San game. Antonio has three options. Either they get in with a trade partner sooner rather than later, and they have something near like you were talking about, equity uh, trade value for Kawhi Leonard. Um, they get in somewhere afterward, and they lose their butts, and they go into tank mode. Because I could very easily see that. Tony Bar- Parker, Mono Ginobili aging quickly. I mean, they could even maybe deal off Aldridge. I, they, it could be, it could be a completely looking, uh, a different looking San Antonio by next NBA season. The only other option is so it's one or the other, and then you have the third repair whatever's left with Kawhi, mm. and just hope, hope, hope that he doesn't hold out on you. Take it or leave it is next. Mark and Rich, Fox Sports Radio. 
Okay, it's Fox Sports Radio brought to you by Granger, the products and services you need when you need them. Granger's got your back. Help keep your facility running. Granger, ones who get it done. Glad you're with us. Damn right it was a good day. Mark and Rich, Kenny Rhoda in 10 minutes covers the Cavs. We're getting closer. About an hour and 10 minutes till tip-off there. Um, keeping an eye on baseball. Justify has won the Preakness. Hockey is underway, right? It's just getting underway. Um, yeah, Washington at Tampa. Uh, that one just getting underway. Series tied 2-2 game five. Uh, so we'll keep you up to date on all that. We haven't mentioned it much today. Uh, Johnny Manziel has officially signed with a CFL team. Yep. I actually think this is super, super, super bad news for the Alliance of American Football. Oh, really? Oh, I mean, well, actually, I, I do agree with you there. This is one of the main I thought you were about guys. to say for that. I no, no. Be like, that is no, not that, true. That Alliance of American Football needs eight interesting quarterbacks, and that would have been target A. Agreed. Yeah. However, that- however, and you can key on this, if Manziel was smart when he had that contract written for him, it included if if NFL or AAF or even XFL was interested in him at some point that he could jump ship on the contract and, I, and join the ranks. I, is that just NFL or is it AAF also? What, what do you mean? Uh, that he can jump on, that he can jump from Canada. Well, I, you can specifically script it in an individual contract. There's All nothing right. against him going to the Hamilton Tiger Cats and saying, hey, guys, uh, if, if I want to leave, I, I need to have this in my contract. And I imagine just for the namesake, he's getting paid backup money, so it's not like they're signing him because they need right, him. Right. Their perspective here, and also they they like the media bump that they're getting. This is on ESPN. No, no question. It's one of the lead stories. Um, okay, uh, Mark and Rich, we do this every single Saturday at this time. We take it or we leave it. You know we've got the hottest takes in the business, right? Mid-major still should not be allowed in the NCAA tournament. Wait, what? But how will they stand up to Mark and Rich? It's outrageous, egregious, preposterous. It's time for take it or leave it. All right, guys, we talked about this a little bit earlier today. Hard Knocks has made their selection. The Cleveland Browns will be honored by being... In the next season of Hard Knocks on HBO. Well, Colin Coward spoke about that earlier this week, pulled out his crystal ball, and said this will not go well. The Cleveland Browns are this year's Hard Knocks team. Hard Knocks is that HBO series where they put cameras all over the team. Coaches and GMs do not want Hard Knocks. They do not want cameras. Because they understand, name the last marriage that got stronger after a reality show. What do reality shows seek? Dysfunction. Television shows that are train wrecks. You do realize if the Cleveland Browns would have drafted boring, stoic, humble, adult Sam Darnold, they would have been the sixth out of the sixth choice. But instead, they were the number one choice and will now introduce cameras to meetings. This is just another ancillary issue with Baker Mayfield. Okay, Rich, the Browns will be a train wreck on uh, on Hard Knocks. What do you think about that? Look, I'm taking it, and, and it's mainly around their first overall pick, which was Baker Mayfield, I think is a bit of a publicity hound. This is a guy who you've seen a lot, probably more than any other draft pick or prospect coming out of college football leading up to the NFL draft, and for good reason. 
His story is a unique one. His life is a unique one. It's very easy to market, very easy to sell, and he's doing a great job of selling himself. However, that doesn't speak to any prowess on an NFL field. And as we all know, if you can eliminate distraction and concentrate on what's important, learning the new offense, getting comfortable with your teammates, being the best football player you can be, that is your best path for success. There are some veterans around there. They brought in Tyrod Taylor. But overall, I think if you are investing as much as they did in their first overall asset at quarterback, this is the wrong year to have hard knocks. I'm taking the take. In a big way, I'm taking this. Think about it. If you're Baker Mayfield, what has been your number one enemy in life? You play great football. Your teammates love you. What's your number one enemy? Cameras. Cameras followed you when you got caught by police. Cameras caught you when you were grabbing your crotch. Cameras followed you when you planted a flag at Ohio State. And that is the only reason that anybody is questioning what you might do at the next level. And it's all because of cameras. So what's coming to Cleveland? Cameras. Have a good time, Baker. Season premiere August 7th, by the way, and we're all going to watch it. Oh, that's gonna absolutely. Awesome. That's going to be gripping <laughs> stuff. I love Kevin. cameras. I don't know about you guys. <laughs> yeah. Mine's on selfie mode right now. <laughs> all right. The Dodgers are on a two-game win streak. That's probably the hottest streak they've been on all season. But that kind of speaks to what I'm about to talk about. Uh, ben Maller was talking about Dave Roberts. He's putting all the blame on their manager for their slow start. So I want you to take a listen to this about where he thinks – the Dodgers organization should view Dave Roberts. Dave Roberts' job should be in jeopardy. Do I think that Dave Roberts' job is really safe? No, I don't. The message from the Dodgers front office publicly should be, this ain't good enough. This is embarrassing. And if it doesn't turn around, yeah, he's going to lose his job. That's what happens in professional sports. It's not the minor leagues. It ain't little league. You should be on the hot seat if you're Dave Roberts and the Dodgers are matching the bleeping White Sox in losses. Roberts got the double whammy going for him. He started you Darvish in Game 7 of the World Series. That is a fireable offense for starting that stiff you Darvish. But the biggest indictment of Dave Roberts so far has been he's, he's been unable to inspire. The injury card does not work for me. That's a cop-out. Okay, Mark, uh, Dave Roberts on the hot seat. What do you think about that? You could have stopped that take three words in, and I would have known that I will leave this take. This is what happens all too often amongst fans and media members in sports. They forget context. They leave context out of every conversation. You lose, you get fired, period. Really? Then why is Hugh Jackson still the head coach with the Cleveland Browns? Well, somebody knows something there. There's context. There's either a relationship or realization that Hugh didn't have that many players the last couple of years. And there's context here as well. Whatever Dave Roberts was doing just a few months ago didn't suddenly change. What I know about the Dodgers this year is they've had a lot of injuries. They've had a very quirky situation. How about this for stats? Do you know that the Dodgers, with their horrible record, actually have a plus run differential? Figure that out for me. That tells me context says this is not going to last, even though the poop on the field thing is a bad sign. 
and Dave Roberts is not at fault for managing what is a quirky game and the balls just aren't bouncing their way right now. You remember the summertime last year when everybody was talking about the Dodgers and how that they looked absolutely awful after having a steamroller of an early season? Yeah, okay, they made it to the World Series. <laughs> I, I, they lost in Game 7. Like, I mean, it, it's underrated in a baseball season, a regular season, to jump to conclusions over short samples. And that's what everybody wants to do in this sport. These samples are way too short to make these big definitive assertions about people's livelihoods. I say let it play out. I, there's no way he's getting pressure from management yet. This is a guy who won over 100 games just a year ago and lost in the World Series. Uh, uh, I'm leaving it. Okay, one more quick one for you guys. Meta World Peace was in studio this week with the Jason Smith Show, and he shared his thoughts on why another championship this year means a lot to a certain Golden State Warrior. The Warriors... They have home court advantage. I cannot see them, you know, um, getting rid, giving up the home court advantage. You got to understand, Durant needs this. He needs to get to the finals, and he needs to win if he wants to submit his legacy and being a dynasty. The Warriors are already a dynasty without Durant. They already have two rings. They've been there a couple times. They're already a dynasty. Just the um, Curry, Clay, and Draymond, and that whole and Iguodala. That's the dynasty. Durant is like, he was put on the dynasty. So they must win. There's no, and I just can't see him giving up home court advantage. Mark, we'll snake back around to you. Durant needs another championship this year. What do you think about that? I'll completely leave it. This is the kind of stuff we do to NBA players. We think that they're thinking about their legacy when they haven't even turned 30 years old yet. They're not, okay? Um, here's the deal. Kevin Durant, remember, was mud when he left Oklahoma City. Then he won a title, and we all changed our opinion. What if he loses this year, but wins next year? Keep in mind, nobody's going anywhere. Have you heard all the Warriors? Pay cut here, pay cut there. We get it. We're not leaving. We have a good thing going. This whole deal with the Warriors is going to be judged a decade down the road, not year to year, even though Twitter wants to do it night to night. You know, I I look at this situation and I think of Randy Moss. I, you know, like, I mean, did he cement his legacy when he was with the New England Patriots because he won a championship? No. No, Randy Moss was going to be a Hall of Famer either way. He finished off his career with terrific winning and went on to do some, some great things with New England. But, but it, it, Kevin Durant is not in jeopardy of having anybody question his career whether or not he wins this championship or not. I think he's already being considered a Hall of Fame player. He's just adding rings to a resume that's already glaringly obvious, a Hall of Fame uh, resume. I'm leaving the take. Take it or leave it on Mark and Rich every single Saturday. Kenny Rhoda covers the Cavs. We'll have him in 60 seconds. But first, we have the uh, deliciousness that is a visit with none other than David Gascon. Here he is. This is David Gascon yeah. from the LAPD. Yeah, that's right. What's up, guys? Got some oh. serious. Oh, well, hello. Del- yeah, delicious. got some serious thump walking into the room with that. My gosh. Wow. That's, yeah. uh, <sighs> that's, uh, that's, that's, that's interesting, it's Mark, how you put that. Yeah. A little disturbing. That's yeah. fine. Guys, we got I think some- I'm just hungry. Sorry. I haven't had anything for a few you hours. You want some fruit salad? No. <laughs> okay. No. You want me to dim down the lights a little bit, guys? Or, uh... <laughs> no. Uh, Guys, we got something going on right now. What do we got? 
got a little National Hockey League update for you guys. Oh, I thought somebody was getting pulled over. No, no, but I, I played the wrong horn on purpose. Capitals down right now. one nothing. 41 seconds into the game. Cedric Paquette from the Tampa Bay Lightning scored. It's one nothing Tampa. It's in the first period. Now, what's happening with Vegas? I just want to know about Vegas. What's what's going on with Vegas? They now? are up three games to one. Oh, it's over. Jets. Yeah, yeah, baby. Yeah, yeah. But right. Winnipeg right now, they do have home ice advantage, or at least for the That's time it. being, they get game five back at home. To change that saying, what happens in Vegas is championships. The Knights are yeah. golden. That's- what if they go one for one? <laughs> Like, that's yeah. kind of ridiculous. I would be not. Only like, the Raiders are going to win the Super Bowl in two years, too, I hope apparently. to God not. Damn. <laughs> Could you imagine what's going to happen in Sin City if that happens? Oh, well, same, same thing that always yeah, happens. I was going to say, not that, that's just probably like an average Tuesday. Yeah. You know? RPGs, like some M80s from Raider fans being thrown all over us. <laughs> God, man. Well, I know you guys were a little occupied just about a half an hour ago. I'm going to shine a little bit of a light on what happened about 35 minutes ago. Yeah. Smith goes to the whip on Justify. Tenfold is closing in with Bravazzo on the outside as the field comes into the final furlong. It is Justify in front. Good magic on the outside. Tenfold. Bravazzo. Justify. He's unstoppable. He won the Preakness. Bravazzo was second. Tenfold was third. Good magic was fourth. And a final time of one minute 55 and four Is there a horse called Garbanzo? Yeah. Is that what I heard in there? <laughs> yes. What's his name? Yes. Uh, yeah. Dude, are you excited for this? Two thirds of the way through a triple crown? Uh, yeah. I yeah. I, I, honestly, <laughs> you want my honest answer? No, yes, no, I, yes, I, please. <laughs> Come on. I, when, I mean, give when's, you, the, when's the LeBron thing start? Uh, well, that's actually the, tipping yeah. off in an hour. Yeah, yeah. 60 yeah. minutes from I'll, now, guys. I'll watch that. All right. All well, right. you got it for now, guys. <laughs> All right, good. Thank you. Appreciate it. You bet. All right, Mark and Rich, Fox Sports Radio, live Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. It's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. Only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. Speaking of horses, some guys carry jockeys on their back. The others carry the rest of the Cavaliers roster. Kenny Rhoda with the Cavaliers. 1480 WHBC courtside right now as we do get ready for this one between the Cavs and Celtics coming up later on this evening about an hour away. Kenny, appreciate you coming on. Where do you think it sits right now with regard to this idea that LeBron looks around at the roster and says, this just isn't going to work, I'm kind of trapped, and so that might lead to him making a decision that that leaves town. Where where do you think that dynamic sits as he goes into this game tonight? You know what? I don't think uh, there is a dynamic with it right now. It's all about winning game number three and getting back in this series. I don't think he's thinking about his future, where he's going to be next year, what his options are. Uh, he's trying to figure out that roster that you talked about. All right, uh, how can I get these guys more involved in? Uh, they had a nice long layoff. He's well-rested. The neck is okay from the shot he took uh, in that last game from Tatum. Uh, and Ty Lue and LeBron and some of the other players talked about ball movement and pace and trying to get everybody involved, and I think that'll be LeBron's focus here tonight. I don't think you'll see him be passive and and use it like he did in Game 1 of the Indiana Series, Toronto, and even Game 1 here where he he feels out his teammates in this first quarter tonight. I think he's going to try and be aggressive, uh, carry the load early, but also uh, see if he can get his teammates involved when Boston maybe comes to him and doubles down on him in the post or they, they send another guy at him on the wing. 
You know, Kenny, you mentioned the word rest that's becoming a buzzword in the NBA, especially this season. In the early goings of this this series, did LeBron look tired to you? You know what? In the fourth quarter, a, a little bit, yes. And uh, there was some talk the other day that Ty Lue, I guess he was criticized for not having Love and LeBron out there at the same time, uh, or on the bench, I should say, at the same time. And therefore, who was your scorer on the floor? And that wasn't by design. Uh, I guess LeBron needed a breather there to start the fourth quarter, and Ty Lue had love out already. So uh, that's something to keep an eye on. Will they rest him earlier in this game to make sure he's got at least a half a tank left for that fourth quarter uh, when it's crunch time? So I I think that's a a fair assessment on your part. Kenny Roto with us, and you talk about the word rest. LeBron says he's not been getting any. You know, he, he mentioned that you lose sleep. When you uh, when you lose playoff games, uh, I'm sure that LeBron has figured out how to handle it if he has been restless over the last few days. But what what do you think he might be battling over what was probably, because of the layoff, like a really uncomfortable three days for him? How does he emotionally uh, get you know get it in the right spot for this one? I'm not worried about him. I'm worried about everybody else, the others, as Saturday Night Live called them. Uh, on that uh, skit that went viral. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I know how LeBron's going to He's going to be fine. He's going to put up a triple-double probably tonight, 30, 12, and 10. Uh, it's everybody else. Is Rodney Hood going to be able to make shots from the outside? What's he thinking about? Is the pressure getting to him uh, now that they're down 0-2 and they're going to need somebody else to step up? George Hill, another guy who has playoff experience, but for whatever reason, uh, has had, what, two and a half good games maybe with the Cavaliers in the postseason. He's been banged up. Will he show up here tonight? How does he handle uh, this pressure of this uh, 0-2 deficit? So with LeBron, I think he'll be fine. I'm not worried about uh, King James. It's Kevin Love and George Hill, J.R. Smith, who uh, you and I made the same amount of shots as J.R. Smith did last game. And so uh, what's J.R. Smith going to do here tonight? So it's the others not LeBron that I'm worried about. By percentages, we know when a team goes down 2-0 in a series, it's not very, looking very good as far as their outlook. Uh, is there is there potential here after the loss that the blame shifts onto LeBron's plate? How can you blame a guy who went 42-12-10 last game, right? Uh, here's a guy that put up arguably his best season of his career. I would vote him number one, MVP, uh, James Harden second, Anthony Davis third. He's 33 years old. You you look at uh, the different teams he's had to play with this year. When I say teams, I mean all the different transactions, the trades, the free agent signings, the injuries, all of that, and yet he gets them into the playoffs as the fourth seed, wins 50 games. Here they are in the Eastern Conference Finals. Uh, you, you look at LeBron, I don't see how you could blame LeBron should they come up short in this series. I think you go all the way back to the beginning of the season is where the blame would go, and, and that would be on the, the front office or maybe even the ownership for getting rid of David Griffin, the general manager who helped lead you to an NBA championship, your first ever, and I guess acquiescing to Kyrie Irving and say, yeah, okay, you want to trade, we'll trade. They didn't have to trade him, but they did, and they traded him to uh, their arch rival and the team they're playing here tonight. Even though he's not going to be in the lineup, you know he's helping them with uh, you know some of the plays and uh, the calls that the Cavaliers have, so they're prepared for it. So I think the blame lies on the front office and ownership more so than on LeBron if they get bounced here. Kenny, I'm going to ask you a question that's going to come across as a little unfair, but I think I'm speaking for the most of, uh, of the NBA fan public when I, when I guess how this is all going to play out. 
if they, you know, if they lose to the Celtics in six or seven games, that's one potential outcome. What if they were able to rally and win this series, but then they're facing Golden State? And let's be honest, I think most of us think that series could get a little ugly. And we know what people say about LeBron in the finals. What would be better for him, uh, just losing to the Celtics or getting to the finals and then really getting bounced? I look at it this way, guys. If he can get this team back to the finals, remember in 07, the, the, the cast of characters he had? Sure. And he got them to the – they beat Detroit. He had that magnificent game, 48 points at the Palace. He scored 25 straight, 29 of 30, whatever it was. And they got there and they got swept. I look at it this way. If he can just get this team back to the finals, for, for him, I know he's going to want to win the championship. But if he comes up short, they lose in four or five games like they did last year in the championship round. To me, it's still an accomplishment for him to get back to the finals that many years in a row. So uh, I know the, I guess the, the national media and, and fans outside of Cleveland might look at that differently, but they weren't here all season long to watch Derrick Rose, Dwayne Wade, Isaiah Thomas, Jay Crowder, and uh, you know Ty Lue missing some games. This has been a hectic year, and I think getting back to the finals will be a great feat if it's accomplished by LeBron James. But, hey, at the beginning of the year, their goal was to win a championship. So will they be upset if they don't win the championship and get there? Absolutely. But after everything that's gone on this year, uh, I, I look at it, if they can get back to the finals, uh, that's a tribute to LeBron's greatness. Yeah, I think that's a fair way to look at it. Kenny, I know you're courtside and a lot going on. Appreciate you coming on today. Not a problem, guys. Enjoy the game tonight. Okay, Kenny Rhoda, 1480 WHBC in Cleveland covering the Cavaliers, the Cavs hosting the Celtics tonight in game three of that series. Get started in about 45 minutes. We'll continue to get you ready for that. Plus, the guys will tell us what they learned uh, coming up next on Fox Sports Radio. All right, Mark and Rich, Fox Sports Radio. And uh, the lightning have lit the lamp again. See? I know my uh, oh. I know my lingo. Yep. They yep. lit the lamp, and it's 2-0, uh, it's eh? <laughs> Blades of glory against <laughs> WSH. Uh, yeah, WSH, whatever that is. Oosh. Oh, it's the Redskins. Oosh. The Redskins. The sound that the wipers make. Uh, what does it mean when Geico says just 15 <laughs> minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance? It means you probably should have gone to Geico.com 15 minutes ago. All right, Mr. Uh, everybody is Mr. Uh, NBA is predictable guy. Yeah. What's going to happen? Oh, you mean right now? Yeah. The, is it game three so you get the home court boost and Cleveland wins tonight but doesn't win the series? Oh, come on. Yeah, absolutely. That's no, exactly no, what's going to happen. This is going to be... Vintage LeBron, team on his back, late shots by some of the role players. Nobody's going to fade his glory. And then, sure enough, end of the game, he'll he'll take the jersey off and stand on the score table. <laughs> it's just what if, what if Boston wins? Well, well, then it'll be it'll be dejected LeBron who did so much. Uh, he's sweating in that that odd beard he has. And taking uh, reporter questions seated in front of his locker while he unstraps ice bags from his knees and his back. To Kenny's point, I actually think LeBron is in a no-lose situation as it turns out this year because he does not have the horses. He is probably going to leave. When he loses out of these playoffs, he has his reason to leave. But 
somewhere deep in the background of like way, 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 way probably not is the possibility of him actually doing something over the next month. And if he did, if he did, everybody in that, I agree with you, now completely played out LeBron-Michael conversation would have a whole new box of toys to play with. 100%. And then, on top of it, you'd have the new generation comparing his greatness to getting your first Battle Royale victory in uh, in Fortnite or whatever the hell everybody's <laughs> talking about. <laughs> yeah, it's all very confusing, uh, but eventually we'll get there. <laughs> it is. It is. Um, all right. Mark and Rich, Fox Sports Radio, this has been fun. My gosh, uh, Gavin, you are going to have a really hard time. You've only got three minutes to tell us what you learned uh, today on the program, and I feel like that's not going to be enough. Oh, it's plenty. Is it? Especially with how much I learned today. Okay. Starting with the entire (laughs) sport of horse racing. Oh, well, yeah. I learned more today than I ever cared to know about sports racing. (laughs) Really? Including the the Belmont Stakes is a a name. The Belmont Stakes is a horse race that's coming up. It's amazing. Uh, The the Preakness (laughs) tends to happen in the middle or towards the end of May. That's right. We found that out. That's right. That's uh, also true. But let's let's not just stick to one sport. Uh, I learned that our our listenership in Great Britain definitely went down after you guys slandered the royal wedding this Wait a morning minute. off the top of the show. Wait a minute, guys, how do we slander it? You you had no interest in it. You. I can play Say that, that at all. I woke up and turned the TV but on. You recommended to to come on. You no, were I was trying. No, no, no. I was I, trying to explain. Listen, I know what happens in these. Gavin, things. you're 100 percent accurate on it's, the take no. with me. I uh, yeah. Yeah, I, no. Rich yeah. slandered it. I have no. I, I have no interest. I was trying to explain <clears throat> to men around America why this is so important. I know, guys. This is not my first royal wedding I've lived through. Guys, look at this, and they're like, "Why is my wife?" losing her mind this weekend. In other words, she doesn't even want to think about anything else. There's nothing happening in our family right now because she's consumed with the royal wedding. Yeah. Understand that for many women, the royal wedding is absolutely no different than your favorite team making the Super Bowl. Okay, okay. And I say this. This is no different than the movie, and I've already seen it when, uh, you know, whatever it is, when Harry meets Merkel or whatever her name is. (laughs) (laughs) What? Uh, There's a movie called When Harry Met Sally. Right, right. And, you know, now it's Megan, Megan, Megan Markle. That's the Cinemax version of that. (laughs) Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't know that one. But uh, anyway, okay. What else, Gavin? You got anything else you learned? Uh, well, okay. This one uh, I think might have slipped by a lot of people, but Rich actually said during the show today that instead of watching the Warriors, he'd rather snow blow his driveway. Mm. And he lives in San Diego. He does. So I just want to say that that would be very interesting. To yeah. 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 How the hell are you going to answer for that I one, did, there, Bob? I, I, that's uh, you're really distorting facts here. I was bringing us back to a game in New England where we blew out the Titans in a snow game. And I was saying many Patriots fans, when it got to something to the tune of 35 nothing at halftime, probably went out to snowblow their driveways that day. Although I will say this, there have been games that I've watched this season where the Warriors participated in 
where I did actually go. San Diego, I went out and I snowblowed my driveway, and people looked like I was insane. There's just a couple leaves that got like blown around. Yeah, people are like, uh, "That's you are you know, definitely not I, doing the right I thing." I think that's slang for something in San Diego. I, I I, yeah, it's it's <laughs> probably <laughs> illegal, is what I'm thinking. Uh, yeah, also, if, Rich if, Hort- if you're snowblowing in San Diego, that's that's, <laughs> that's illegal. That's, really that's quick, just it, before yeah. people on Instagram are thinking about following Rich, he does not care about his followers. That's right. He made that very clear oh, on the show. But I do vaguely. Correct. No, yes, Rich. Rich, who now has quadruple digits on Instagram, hates his followers. But at MT Willard, uh, I love mine. <laughs> at Bed Three Six Five, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play—from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at First, first Listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts. Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's Reality starting May 8th on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.